Welcome back. Welcome in. This is LOTL episode 95. And on tonight's episode, we have two guests, uh, longtime awaiting guests, uh, big sister Jen Pisarchik, uh, sister to our very own Jimmy, and Ryan Donathan. And we talk uh, a lot of things. Ryan brings our beer of the week, which we'll get into as we start the episode. And uh, we, we uh, talk about their favorite hangouts, bars, breweries, sports teams, all that good stuff that we usually talk about when we have guests on. And then we get into our normal episode rhythms. So we talk about our top five, and uh, we're uh, talking about athletes who played in Cleveland that you might have forgotten about or just didn't know. Our poll of the week, Jordan, myself, and Ryan get into a vigorous debate over which Cleveland sports franchise is more dysfunctional, the Browns or the Cavs. We also talk about our poll, our poll results and what you guys said. Uh, we get into sports talks. We talk Indians. We talk Cavs mainly uh, because those are the two newsworthy teams right now. Um, talk about the injuries for the Indians, uh, spring training beginning, and uh, potential uh, contract extension for Frankie Lindor. We get into uh, the John Beeline saga with Beeline walking away and stepping down as head coach. Uh, what that means going forward. What will what we remember most from the John Beeline era and uh, Jimmy and the CLE don't have much this week but uh, hopefully we're going to have more coming up next week maybe we'll see Jordan uh, talks about some news in the city an iconic hot dog uh, shop is shutting down Uh, we talk about a new Philly cheesesteak shop that's opening up which is pretty exciting uh, in Tremont and then we talk about the uh, all the infrastructure that's going up in uh, Cle- in downtown Cleveland and the surrounding boroughs like Ohio City and uh, Tremont and uh, all the construction that's going to be taking place over the next few years. Uh, also, a interesting food vendor that's going to be going in at Bookhouse Brewing. We talk about that. And then we preview Bright Winter, which is this weekend, and uh, get into how much fun that is and uh, why it's one of the favorites here on the podcast for events. We end the uh, episode by talking about our move for the weekend, and uh, we talk about our weekend plans. But first, let's uh, get into the beer of the week. Let's do it. Welcome to Living Off the Land, the All Things Cleveland podcast, with your hosts, Jordan, Jimmy, and Dan. Follow us on social media at the LOTL podcast. All right, so before we get to the beer of the week, uh, we have a couple guests tonight. Um, Jimmy, I'm going to let you do the honors. Who's on the show tonight? Whoa, okay. Well, me, first of all, because I made it back again from camp. <laughs> he's, uh, on a, he's on fire right now. He's I on am. a streak. This is the longest probably since we started, I yeah. think. Okay, so me. Um, and then we have none other than my sister, Jennifer Basarchik. And <laughs> and the boyfriend also also avid listener to the podcast beer connoisseur man of many mustaches <laughs> I like that. Ryan Donathan. Thank you very much. Thank you. You know, 
It is true. Yes. He, you know, he, Ryan is a big listener. So, first of yeah. all, thank you. Thanks. I appreciate sure. it. Really cool. We're going to have to get him some merch. I was saying, yeah. yeah, I, yeah we, stickers, hats, yeah. keychains. He's a big hat guy. I'm a big hat big guy. guy. Big hat guy. Yeah. Big hat guy. Which, sorry, this is probably off topic. But what is that? This is um, his hat. hat. Yeah. His and hat. my buddy, uh, Derek. I know you guys like your shout out, so now I'm gonna say shout out yeah. a million times, <laughs> and I don't know where that started, but now it's like stuck in my head. Shout out, shout out. Uh, my buddy Derek uh, is out in California at Sonoma State University, oh. and this is a hat I got oh. out there visiting okay. him. It's um, yeah. what is his name? I forget his name. He's a little sea wolf, like, but it's oh, the anime sure. version of that. That's of, cool. Of their mascot. Yep. That's cool. That's interesting. And a great conversation starter. Turn your sound off, Jordan. Well, welcome, guys. Thank Appreciate you for coming. That. Yeah, thanks. Uh, and with that, um, Ryan brought the beer of the week this week. So uh, I know Jordan knows of this, so you guys can kind of talk about what it is and what we're drinking. Sure. Yeah, do you want to introduce it? Absolutely, yeah. Okay. So I had never heard of this before. You had actually heard of Millersburg before. Yes. But this is Beclouded from Millersburg Brewing Company. Uh, just south of Worcester in Amish country. Yeah. It's a New England style IPA, which is definitely it's my favorite thing. rage right now. It's hopping. No pun intended. I feel, like it's, a little tiny. <laughs> but, I feel like it's harder to find a like a quote unquote regular IPA than it yeah. is to find New England IPAs. Like, like the, they're everywhere. The so West Coast IPA. They're also known, is, just so people know, they're also known as hazy IPAs. Yes. It's the same thing. So going back to our last couple episodes NE style does that mean like northeastern India is that where this comes from <laughs> yes yes right out northeast of northeastern India definitely, <laughs> definitely not New England yep. yeah. <laughs> northeast yeah it's I like I like this style because it's not usually as aggressive on oh the, yeah on they're, the they're, ju- that, I, they're almost juicy yeah well, that's kind of weird yes yeah Ooh. Um, it's well, juicy. yeah it's Indeed. a fun word there Jordan <laughs> juicy um, this is they're smoother they're more drinkable Exactly. Every time I try anything, I give some to Jen to give it a shot, and it usually doesn't go well, but this is the closest <laughs> I've gotten her to enjoy an IPA, and that's that's being generous. You but, didn't get a facial reaction. But she didn't like have to <coughs> shoot like soda or water or anything right else after. after it, so that's a win. Uh, but yeah, like 6.5% alcohol. Uh, what is it? 60 IBUs? It's international, right? Bitterness units? Yeah, it has to do with bitterness units. That's what he said. Like, I don't know. I, I think it's it is. something bitterness units. I don't remember. I'm pretty sure. No, I'm not going to wait if it's not. Right. It Google. Just, it's a beer kind of somewhere. I forgot. Yeah. International <laughs> bitterness <laughs> units. Is it Indian <laughs> beer units? Is that more? Okay. Hey, <laughs> international bitterness units. All right, so I, so, I, I got that right. But, no. I mean, going back to the uh, overall, this is a very tasty beer. Yep. I think it's very drinkable. The can is really cool. Yep. I've never been to Millersburg, but I've had their beer before. They're a pretty solid Ohio brewery. Have they been around a while? I don't know how long, but they've, they're have they kind of well-known at this point. Like, I, I know was, that. But. I was looking for, earlier today when I was just kind of cruising through, um, I was looking for something local, and the guy at Heinen's just pointed this one out. He goes, hey, this one just won a bunch of awards. So I said, okay, sure. Because yeah. it was either going to be that or Saucy Brew Works, What's His Nuts. But Jimmy would have I, died. I didn't want to bring anything with peanuts in yeah, here. We don't, so. want, we don't want any death on the show. <laughs> None of that. So, yeah. I mean, was, if he gets his ratings. There you go. <laughs> a spike in, uh, yeah. <laughs> in listeners. What's well, one death? What's <laughs> you know, one, yeah. one third of uh, yeah. the show? You know? right. yeah. yeah, it is what it is. No big deal. This is the kind of IPA that is dangerous, though, because I can drink. I'm, oh, there's I'm so already, drinkable. I'm already about so, to crack number two. Dude, I, oh. and I'm ready to drink yeah. all of these. We shouldn't have put that other six-pack in the fridge. Yeah, because... 
now. It's Jimmy's gonna have to get up and get Jimmy's it. Gonna, <laughs> I just text my roommate. Like, Pretty much. Yo, yeah. Hey, beer, grab a beer. Beer run. <laughs> so yeah, you can, you can have one. Just bring the rest. Yeah, just, just bring the rest of them, please. Uh, Jen, all right. Did, yeah. So real quick, Jen, what did you you, you thought it was tolerable? <laughs> is that is that what we're getting? Uh, she had to chase it with water, so I didn't have to chase it right away. Okay. I actually took two sips. She of savored it. the flavor. Yeah, exactly. I'm about to take my third sip, so that that's rare. That's wow, rare. you're gonna be hammered. I right? wow. <laughs> I hope Big Jim's listening. <laughs> Shout out to Dad. Probably not. Shout out Jim Senior. Probably not. Oh, hang on. Oh, if we tell him to, he will. I think we can get him on the podcast. Oh, yeah. 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 Well, if only only if we break our one rule Hold on. And, and talk politics. Oh, he will. I mean, I'd be all about it. Wow. Hold on. Wait a minute. That's a really good idea. Jordan, <laughs> just you and, you and Mr. Pisarczyk one-on-one Little talking debate. strictly policy. Oh, Liberal versus conservative. Let's go. I'm just saying. Jordan's a liberal on his face. Not gonna lie, if I you really talk to him. He's really go. not that liberal. I've no, had a fail. I'm, I'm not like I a mean, leftist. He's he's, li- he's liberal to be cool. No, I'm liberal for principle. Because <laughs> it's the but cool it's, thing. I'm not a leftist. Let's make that very clear. I mean, that's already. I know I just got here, but if you want that, talk. I could probably, I could probably fill in. I'm pretty lefty liberal. Oh, <laughs> You're left? I'm, I'm pretty far out there. Yeah, right. There we go. What's all up? Right. No. Stay tuned Another for Mr. Sarchik <laughs> on the podcast. Uh, George Bush is his hero, yeah. so I, would, I wouldn't high five him too. I wouldn't, I wouldn't say he's go. my hero. <laughs> all right. Anyway, all right. that's more. That's more podca- That's more politics. I ever want to talk. Yeah. About. Yeah, 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 yeah. All right. So, we got our limit. Um, yeah. Um, yeah. So that's the beer of the week. That is. Uh, be clouded. Is that be clouded? Yep. Mm-hmm. Be clouded. It's like a made up word. No, uh, I think it's real. That's a word. New England no, style IPA <laughs> from Millersburg. So you got this at Heinen's, you said? Yeah, Heinen's. Okay. Pick it up at your local Heinen's. I just realized something kind of funny. Or if you're in Amish country, it stop says, by and see them. It says New England style IPA India Pale Ale. Mm-hmm. New England clam chowder. I feel like that's like redundant. But it, yeah, well, so it's just like or the West white. Coast IPA is like West Coast. Yeah, I remember that. Oh, the so they're, they're of the IPA. Okay, yeah, uh, yeah of the IPA sense. variety. Yeah, yeah, okay, that makes sense. That is a word, right. by the way. Is it actually a word? Be cloud. It is a word. Oh, what does it just be, mean to about, make cloudy? What about be clouded? Cause to become obscure or muddled. To make the water cloudy and murky. Yeah. Makes sense for a hazy IPA. All right. Awesome. Well, thanks, Ryan. Appreciate Absolutely. you bringing this. Yeah, uh, thanks. Definitely. It's been water seat. Top yeah, tier. Yeah, I like it. Um, all right. So let's. Uh, we got the intros out of the way. We got the beer out of the way. Let's dive right in. Um, we're gonna do our top five. So, Ryan actually. Oh yeah. You know you can just speak up. It's your podcast oh, I, too. Yeah, I just didn't want to like make it awkward like we just. Did. So we do. So, uh, we, do <laughs> we do have guests on the yeah, show, like and uh, Jordan, take it away. This is something we like to do with all of our guests. Um, we go through some real quick, boom, 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 favorite things about Cleveland yeah. questions for you guys to answer. So, nice. um, what is it? Rapid fire. Yeah, so, just kind of like rapid fire. Do y'all want to take do it away individually? Just go through all of them, and or do you want to both answer the same question at the same time? We can do that. Yeah, you can do yeah. that. Okay. So, uh, favorite Cleveland hangout. Uh, let me clarify. We ask a lot about bars and restaurants in this questionnaire. So, I'm throwing this as an opportunity if there's something other than like a bar or restaurant. It could be a bar or restaurant, mm-hmm. though. I want to make that very clear. Let's put it this way. If you're having a bad day and you want to wind down and just get your mind off it and enjoy your favorite place in the city, what would that be? That's a good question. Um, 
I don't know. What do you think? Uh, I think for me, Boinovich Park. What was that? Boinovich Park. Oh, where's that? I'm that not familiar. It's right. Um, it's uh right on the right on the lake by the Rock Hall. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. By uh, Nuevo, that Mexican uh, restaurant. Yeah. Yeah. They still have volleyball courts down there. That's right? like. Yes. Right next to where I work. Yeah. I think for me, it's still probably it's probably still food and beer for me. Yeah, like no, I, that's fine. Know, yeah. I would say. I think a great combo is platform is right next to, and I always pronounce it wrong. Is that Zinji oh, Noodle Bar? That's ramen. a good place. It is. Yeah. If you have, if you have speaking of uh, right by platform, yeah. uh, R.I.P. Soon that hot dog joint's closing. What? We'll talk about, we'll talk about I've never later. been we'll there. Talk about that later. I gotta go. Now. You have a little bit of time. Just there you go. So platform. Um, I don't know if I would say it's like my favorite brewery in Cleveland, but it's up there and it's right there next to the Great Ramen, and so I think that's a, yeah. that's a great spot Walking for like if I want like. A beer and a bite to eat. That's a great time. Perfect. So. All right. Cool. All right. This is easy. Favorite bar in Cleveland? Masthead is my favorite brewery, and so I'd, I would go straight to Masthead. We have brewery next. Favorite so brewery next. Okay. That's, so that's Spoiler alert. I don't know. I don't feel like I go to a lot of I mean, bars. You, you know, all right. So here's this is funny. So I guess, uh, speaking of RIP, in Strongsville, Molly McGee's was the place. And I, yes. Uh, I didn't so, know hey, <laughs> hey, what's going into Molly McGee's? Another barrio. Um, you know what? You know what else is going into Strongsville? Condado. Oh, we're getting what? both. Yeah. That's what, I, that's what. Yeah. That's what my mother told me. I so. did not know that. Yeah. So Molly McGee's was the place. A bunch of my friends. We worked together at Panera in high school. And every year on the holidays, and every year uh, over the summer, twice a year we mm-hmm. get together. Um, and it was always Molly McGee's for whatever reason. Go. And yeah. it's just, it was a little divey local hangout, and there was nothing special about it, but that was where we went. It's where I watched the Cavs parade after the championship. Nice. Because cool. we tried going downtown. Oh, no, it was a nightmare. Yeah. <laughs> so we had drinks well, at Molly cool. McGee's. Yeah, that was the, uh, <clears throat> that was the Strongsville hangout. Anytime, like, yep. Thanks, coming home for Thanksgiving. Oh, something like that where everybody for Thanksgiving. Lo- <clears throat> locals live there. Oh, I don't know how it oh, went out of yeah. business. Everybody this lived bar, there. This bar had pool tables in the back. Had a stage and a dance floor on the on the front left. <laughs> I bet that, was, a, I bet that a, dance floor was dancing. Had like a weirdly shaped. You have you been there, Molly mm-hmm. McGee's? No. Have you uh, had a weirdly shaped like ovular bar or whatever? Yeah, yeah, okay. And then had you know darts and oh, every, all kinds of bar games. But so now we got Johnny J's. I'll be there this weekend. Yeah. Come see me. <laughs> that's Friday, actually, Saturday, that's run actually, the pool table. That's actually yeah. where I had my first job, but it, but it wasn't Johnny J's then. Oh, man. Oh, man. Hustled here and there. <laughs> By hustle, like, I mean like I get hustled. Yeah, yeah. yeah I still get a test. I, I get hustled. <laughs> All right, Jen, your favorite bar. See, I, don't, I would have a double dip with a, a brewery, but I'll save that one for my brewery. All right. Bar, probably, again, Strongsville. I like the local bar. It's called okay. the local It's just bar. called the local mm-hmm. bar. Yeah. It's yeah. where Belo's used to be. Yeah. Uh, old yep. movie theater. Oh, yeah, it's, okay. it's not been a movie theater. We for went. A very we long had time, a. We but. had a. Uh, well, we lost, but a post game meal there. We did. At Billows. Yes, we yeah. Did. Remember, and that and that that gentleman uh, harassed us. Oh, oh yeah. that was yeah. Your mom, your mom, like shut him down. Oh yeah, oh. Mrs. P laid down the hammer. Yeah, I can see that too. <laughs> oh, she's she so does upset. Not mess around. No, she does not mess around. She was like, okay, okay, that's enough. Go away. She I'm know, at, nice. I'm politely her. told him, and then he came back, and then it was down a few octaves. <laughs> <laughs> Raised the voice a little bit. That's great. That's bad. great. All right, so 
That's that's good. All right, so now we'll do brewery. You already said Masthead. Yep. Maybe a little bit like why do you like Masthead? So I mean the beer's the beer's really good. For me, it just if you're not an IPA person, yeah, beware with that's, that one. There's not in, uh, as much on their tap list. They have a good um, stout though. The single origin. Did, oh, I love the stout. That was another one, one I looked at, but best. I knew that there was it's no way you guys hadn't done that. Yeah, we definitely did that. Um, fun connection. So I used to live and work in New Hampshire. Oh, one of my good buddies that I worked with there, Jeremy. I worked with him um, across campus. I was working at a university. One of his childhood friends from the Cincinnati area is one of the co-owners and co-founders of Masthead. Oh, So he okay. and I were talking about beer, and I'm from Cleveland, and he's from northern Kentucky, Cincinnati area, and blah, blah, blah. One thing leads to another, and he goes, hey, my buddy's got this brewery. It just opened a year or so ago. You should go check it out when you're home next. And I did. Oh, yeah! <laughs> and I have loved it. And I have a personal tie to it. Yeah. It's just one of those weird small world things. A guy that I met who was from Kentucky, mm-hmm. who lived at the time in New Hampshire that I worked with after sp- randomly taking a job up there, has yeah. my favorite brewery that's in crazy. my, my yeah. hometown. So, yeah, that's, I just, I love the beer and it's a cool story. And nice. I just like the space too. You? Uh, I guess I, I have a tie for two reasons. So, I like Noble Beast. Oh, yeah. Just for the, the I setting. I love Noble Beast. Yeah. That's a nice brewery. So, not so much for the drinks. Their food is really good, though. The food is, yeah. yeah the food. That's one of the few breweries where the food's, like, almost as good or as good as the, the beer. The Cleveland Corn Dog. Oh, that is delicious. The chicken sandwich is really good, too. Oh, yeah. I haven't had that yet. Okay. Worth it. But Worth then, it. for drinks, I like a Platform. Oh, Platform's, platform's good. great. Yeah, mm-hmm. you can't really go wrong with Yeah, I'm, uh... Jordan and I had a nice discussion before the episode today about uh, breweries and food and stuff, and Platform's, like, the example of what I don't like in a lot of breweries, but as far as like their beers go, and I they pro they probably have my favorite like brewery patio. Oh, yeah, so cool. I like, I like oh, that space. Then, so yeah, is yeah. your thing with them that they were that they sold to Anheuser Busch? Well, no, it? that but just just I he, I, he likes breweries. I don't like the food. I don't like the fact that some breweries just flat out don't have food. And they're oh. like, well, you can bring your own. I, to me, I think that's lazy. But we don't have to get into that yeah. discussion. Yeah, here. yeah, that's uh, off the record. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right, favorite Cleveland sports team? Man, I grew up an Indians fan because that was what my dad's favorite sport. But yeah. over the years, despite, and we'll get into this one later, despite uh, how ridiculous they are, I'd probably go Browns. If you made Browns. Me pick. Yeah, it's it's not Super awesome. Bowl! <laughs> <laughs> Super Bowl! Yeah! Jen. Cleveland Indians. Okay. Yeah. Uh, all right, here's an interesting one. Favorite Cleveland neighborhood? Mm. Oh. Or part of town, I guess. It could be that, too. Mm. I'd probably go... I'd be between Ohio City and Lakewood, just because okay. of yeah. the proximity to downtown, but yeah. all you can't throw a rock without hitting breweries, bars, Oh, something, right? So like, yeah. You're even I'd, in like I'd the neighborhood-y be... parts, and you're like, oh, that's a restaurant. Yeah, yeah. I would I would say one toss-up between those two. Okay. Uh, and if, it's, if it isn't Strongsville, I'm not your brother. <laughs> <laughs> I guess you're, you diso- you're disowning yeah. me. <laughs> Again, toss up between, depending on what I'm going for, Ohio City and Tremont. Oh, yeah, okay. Love yeah. Tremont. Yeah. Yeah. Tremont, Tremont is really nice in the summer. Where you can, because it's a little, I feel like you need to walk a little more in Tremont. Well, that's the thing. Yeah. We, we went walking like a couple months ago, and yeah. it's just like all of this is here. You know what's fun is Scoot Scoot in Tremont. <laughs> Get those little electric scooters. And <laughs> really uncomfortable it, when you it, say he that. It, he calls it scoot scoot. <laughs> don't like that. Are you like an investor in the, in the scooter the, wow. uh, the, the scooter world? 
No. Could be. But I feel like... Hey, if they want to sponsor us... I say sponsorship. Bird. Yeah. Uh, what are the other ones? Lime. 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 Uh, hey, Dumbaride. shout out. All you guys. If you want to throw us a few shekels. Yeah. Shekels. <laughs> we'll, do, we'll do live reads for you. All right. Favorite pizza? If either one of you say Domino's, I'm kicking you out. No, it's not Domino's. Hold on. Say you like Piata, too. Oh, don't. Don't say <laughs> that. That's not pizza. Um, a little bit unconventional. I, or, I don't know. I'd go with a great... Uh, Saucy Brewer's pie. I love okay. the, I, I love the pizza yeah. at Saucy. Those are good. Yeah. I'm not I'm I'm not much of a pizza guy. Like I like pizza, oh. but like I like okay. like fast food pizza is fine with me. Okay, like, freak. I could say I like pizza. Get out like, of here. You could it's put, like he yo, stuck the dagger know, in and he's <laughs> turning it right now. Like you could easily put like a Marcos or Domino's or Papa John's oh, in front of me, no. and I'm like, yeah, no, 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 no. I understand that sentiment. I understand that. I'll, I'll eat a Little Caesars. I like you bread. Give me little Caesars. I yeah. like bread and I like garlic. And the manner in which you throw it in front of my face doesn't matter as much. Okay. Today. Don't talk to Dan. There you go. Yeah. So I'm Jan. not invited back. <laughs> we would have also accepted pizza from Olive Garden. <laughs> Get out. Just pizza from Buffalo Wild Wings. Jen, what's your favorite pizza? Yeah. sticks with tomato sauce. Um, I really like Harlow's. Oh, okay, really? all right. Now that's yeah. acceptable. That's, Learn. That's, that's, that's a real answer. Okay. Have you been there? No. Oh, take him to Harlow's. Take him to Harlow's. And then I don't think I don't. Have you been to Il Rione? No. That's your favorite. That's yeah, the place. I think that's my favorite. Go to Harlow's because you already know it and you love it. But Har or Il Rione is right by Brunuts. Oh yeah, it is. Go to go to Il Rione so and, then, and then afterwards. I and need then more a little dessert brunettes. <laughs> we can uh, go after the 5K. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's a really good idea. Yeah. Oh. All right. Final question. All right. Favorite brunch spot. <laughs> that's a good. It could be breakfast if you're not necessarily a specific brunch person. I don't. Have we done a lot of brunch in Cleveland? Not really. I don't know. That's fair. Not us together. No, you go first on this one because I'm struggling. I really liked, um, oh gosh, uh, Lucky's. Oh yeah, in, okay. In yep, that was on Diners, Drive-Ins, and Dives. By the way, I like that show. <laughs> I did not know that, but I love. Yeah, that there's show. actually a couple places that are still open. It's Triple uh, D, Flavortown. Flavortown. It's it's uh, Lucky's. Um, oh boy. The, it's a bar uh-huh. in Gordon. <laughs> 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 All right. Anytime somebody yeah. says, oh, boy, oh you boy, have to. You have uh-huh. to. New uh-huh. um, Just you that know part. What? I'll tell you what, Here's a little. Uh, El Carnicero, which is right around the corner, is also on Diners, Drive-Ins, and Dice. And then there's, uh, there's a bar in Gordon Square that is, I'm blanking a drawing. Anyways, I can't remember the name. Yeah. XYZ? In no, uh, Strongsville. Um, uh, Jennifer's. It's not Jennifer. No, they have a new one. It didn't like. Oh. I, I thought it went out of business. They just moved. Oh, they moved. And it's behind the Taco Bell and Strong That plaza. Like ridiculously cheap. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah, it's bang for buck. It's okay. unmatched. Agreed. I can attest cool. to that. Yeah. All right. Got Thanks, guys. <laughs> yeah, that's cool. great. Thank I you. love going through these questions with guests because <laughs> I'm like a big question guy. Like I love throwing questions, and this is fun. All right, top five. So Ryan actually came up with this one. Uh, we are going to go through our top five um, athletes who played in Cleveland. So this is mainly guys that you think of, you don't think of them in a Cleveland jersey, but then you go through their stats, and there's that like that one year where they played in Cleveland. So uh, 
Ryan, if you want to go first. Sure. So yeah, guess. I, guess first. I got this idea. I saw this on Twitter. Somebody put together like the like the all time like <laughs> like blip on the radar Cavaliers, like full of you know all kinds of people. And so I saw that. I was like, oh, that'd be kind of cool to like, talk about who had been in Cleveland for a, a second. And I came up with way too many. So I've got. Uh, we allow that. honorable mention. I have an honor. I'm gonna do that for sure. So. Uh, to lead that off, I'd go with Dwayne Wade. I think it'd be okay. hard to leave him yeah. leave him off there. It's kind of bizarre. I think there's a lot of people that came through during the LeBron eras in Cleveland just to try to get a ring for a minute, and a lot of those guys I tried to leave off my list because yeah. I figured they'd be kind of yeah. popular. So Dwayne Wade is on. This is in no like, particular order, by the way. Sean Marion. It literally <laughs> just came to my mind. Literally, I, I thought about I went around. I'm glad yeah. you said it because I yeah. left it off mine. Um, so Dwayne Wade was one of mine. Um, uh, another uh, another guy that I don't think people would think about as much, uh, Walt Frazier, was in Cleveland. Oh, really? Walt, really? Walt Frazier, yep. He was in wow. town for a little while. He really did go far back. And, yeah, I went, oh, I, I go even Frazier. further. Yep. yep, he was a cat. I did not know um, And if you want to complete the Just for Men uh, <laughs> commercial, <laughs> Keith Hernandez was also in Cleveland. He oh. finished his career as an Indian. So he was like a career, almost 300 hitter. He didn't make the Hall of Fame. See, but he's he was, a lot better at this than I am. He was kind of fringe, but came to Cleveland uh, for like a minute. And yeah. actually, my a good buddy of mine, Pat, uh, suggested that one to me. So interesting. Oh, cool. So we have shout just out from Pat. Yeah, shout out Pat May in uh, good old Plymouth, New Hampshire. Um, who else do I have on my list? I thought a great one for the Browns, Rex Grossman. Was a Cleveland oh Brown yes. for really? like two weeks, and we cut him, and then yeah. we had a couple guys get hurt, and then we tried to bring him back, and he's like, "Nah, I'm on vacation. I'm yeah. gonna pass." So, he's like, "Nah, I'm, I'm gonna stay retired." <laughs> so I'm, I'm uh, sitting on a beach. So see, rather than play for the Browns, I'm he stay never suited up, but he was a Brown for a minute. Wow. Um, and then I've got uh, Cy Young. I don't know if people knew this, but Cy Young, like, wait, as in the Cy the Young, Cy Young, yep. he was not just. A part of, and this was before the Indians were the Indians. He was, uh, he started his career with the Cleveland Spiders when yep. they were in the oh, whoa, back when they were in the National League, and then he Way back. bounced around, did some things, and he finished up. I don't know if he finished or he was close to the end of the career when we were the Naps uh, at the end of his uh, okay. towards the end of the career. Okay, another baseball player uh, known for, uh, and I don't want to go too far into this because I don't want to be sensitive, but known for scandal, shoeless Joe Jackson mm-hmm. oh, was also no way. A, he was also a Cleveland. Uh, he wasn't an Indian. Wait, wasn't, you don't want to talk about baseball scandals? I mean, I could do it. We could make it I, a Houston sports podcast. We could. <laughs> <laughs> so shoeless Joe was a nap. Uh, my honorable mention was an entire NHL franchise, the Cleveland Barons. The Barons. I forgot so about that. I didn't yep. actually know that Cleveland had an NHL franchise. Yeah, I didn't know that. I, I was that. talking with my dad about this because I knew he'd get a kick out of it, and he was like, by the way, do you know we had an NHL team? I said, absolutely not. And yep. so, they, honorable they, mention, the did, entire Barons franchise. Did didn't they fold into become the... Or they what? were the last major American sport team to straight up fold. Oh, they just folded. They, they didn't went, fold into anybody. Or they didn't merge Well, anything. so... Like, there was a Cleveland Barons uh, AHL team. Oh, okay. So they just brought back the franchise in the AHL and called them the Barons, and then they became the Lumberjacks, and I oh, think yep. they switched back to the Barons for like a year or yep. two. And then Lake Erie Monsters. Now they're the Monsters. Now Cleveland yeah. Monsters. Yeah, yeah. One last honorable mention, uh, because I grew up a soccer fan as well, yes. uh, moderately, was Otto Orff of yep. the Cleveland Crunch. I yeah, went to yeah. a crunch game as a Boy Scout as a kid, and I remembered him for signing, crunch, man. Hey, they, signed a little soccer hey, ball for me. Hey, they, they three-peated. They, right? did, they, they won. were no joke. They won some they things. Were no so, joke. 
Those you, were some of the most fun sports games to go to. They're amazing. They're were, like you, my, were you a crunch kid? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, me too. Yeah, yeah. I mean, those are they're up there with minor league baseball games for, like, there's not a bad seat in the house. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's cheap. It's easy for kids. It's great for kids. Yeah. yeah, it's off the charts. So, yes, for five, I guess. Oh, it was so. great for kids. Yeah. <laughs> it's long gone now. Yeah. <laughs> True. All right. I have more if we want to talk about more later. But uh, I know more. Maybe. I used up my spare Let's go next. I can run through mine real quick. All right. All right. Here we go. So, Ryan mentioned... Uh, a lot of Cavs players that ran through the team when LeBron was here. So we're going to start off with uh, Derrick Rose. Yes. Yep. Of course. Yep. Uh, I wish Derrick Rose, you know, had some knees when he was on our team, uh, but they were gone, torn apart, uh, you know, yeah. in previous years. Uh, ben Wallace. If we yes. remember that trade with, uh, yep. Yep. I believe it was Wally Zerbiak. Wally Zerbiak. Wally. Well, we got, ben, we got Wallace. ben Wallace, Delonte West, Wally Zerbiak, and Joe Smith in that trade. There you go. Jeez, but ben Wallace, come on now. Uh, Peyton Hillis. Which I, I know he was here for a few years, but he had a hell of a few years. Made the Madden cover. Let's not forget that, which is yeah. insane. And then he kind of went MIA. Shout out Browns fans. Shout that's out. the only way he was getting. That was the year they put it up to a fan vote, and the fans got Peyton Hillis on the free <laughs> Which is amazing. And now yeah. he's just MIA. I mean, he was good that season, but just I, that's just the power of Browns Nation. Yeah. There you go. Then we have Casey Blake. Oh. Do you remember Casey Why Blake, John? I do oh, remember. I mean, he played for the Indians for like. I think a, a handful amount. of years. Yeah. I was going to pick either him or Grady Sizemore, yeah. but you know he's no, a fan favorite. Grady, Grady came up. I, uh, Grady wouldn't have worked for this list because he like yeah. came up through the Indians like farm system, and he pretty much only played for the Indians. Okay, like so he went Casey on Blake to works. he went on to one or two other teams, but he was he was trash by then. Shinsu Chu. It's one of those three, so I pick Casey. And then number five, I have Andrew Wiggins for the shortest amount of time yes. possible. Oh my god! I loved yeah, him right. in high school and college, and I'm so upset we got rid of him. But you know, it's for the best. Very. I wish we would have kept him. I mean, he kind kind of a bust. I would say. I don't know how I feel. About Maybe that. he's kind of young though. He's, wow, he was, he was number he's, six. He's he's a people are comparing him to LeBron. He's a he's, bust. Yeah, yeah. Well, he's yeah. not a bad player. You're right. You're right. But I mean, like, he's, he's no Anthony Bennett. So. Right. Well, he was drafted. Was he drafted number one? <laughs> yeah. 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 For being number one, that's a bust. Mm-hmm. Number that's one, and he was like he was like Canada's LeBron. Yep. I, I know, but some some basketball. He's still know, he's still like good. Some years in the this is what's so weird about the NBA draft. Is some years you get LeBrons and like the that entire draft. Yeah. It feels like. Is, yeah. yeah. No, is that's wrong. true. And some you years LeBron's draft too many Hall of Famers. Like, like the one that's coming up the this one, year. Yeah, we're great. We're gonna be a top. Yeah, we're gonna be we're gonna get the number one pick again, and it's gonna be. Done. You know what's Done. gonna make me sick though is if and you guys touched on this last time I think was if the Warriors land like a top oh, yeah. one top two pick well they're going to knowing that they're gonna be there in the conversation yeah. I'm gonna be livid. Well, it's not even like that they're gonna get the pick and use it. They're gonna trade <laughs> it for an all star. Yeah. Yep. And I hate they're it. gonna trade that and Andrew Wiggins for an all star. Yeah. And they're gonna and they're gonna have right a big back, four again. And they're gonna be right back in. The it's mix. what happened yep. with Indy after Peyton left. It's yeah. gonna be what happened yeah. with Colts. Um. So there you go. That's my All right, I'll go next. Uh, I don't really have an order to this, but um, I have the two. Well, actually, I'm gonna say nobody said it yet, but I'm gonna say Shaq. Yeah. <laughs> it's the curse. Of go- it's for? the curse of going last, Jordan. I will be. Um, Ryan said it. Dwayne Wade. Uh, and then I have no Browns. Like I, for whatever, like Rex Grossman's a really good one. I could have yeah. said Jeff Garcia too, but yeah. But I like was racking my brain for like Browns players, but I couldn't think of anything. I said Johnny Manziel. Yeah, sure. With Charles Bentley. Oh, God. <laughs> we signed him after that. Like, technically, he never played. He never. Yeah. Well, technically, I guess Rex also is in the same vein. True. But true. He was with us for a minute. Until he um, me. 
Dave Winfield. Ooh. Hall of Famer. Played for the Indians in, the, in 95. I didn't know He that. was completely at the end of his uh, rope, but he played for the Indians in 95. Okay. Uh, Eddie Murray. Hall of yep. Famer. Played yep. for the Indians for, I think, two years. Yep. And uh, I had no idea, like... Like when I was growing up in the '95, I just thought he, you know, he was an Indian. I like it wasn't until he like actually retired, and I'm like, "Holy crap, this guy's like one of the best hitters of all time." <laughs> yeah. So he's on my list, um, and that's four. And then wait, wait, you're you're not gonna have this one, John Rocker. I thought about Rocker. I, See, oh, I almost put him on mine. Well, I don't even know who that is. Why am I? He was he was the closer for the Atlanta Braves for a while. He's the guy that would like come 90, out '90s Braves. No, early 2000s. Yeah. But he would come out of the bullpen for the ninth inning and sprint to the mound. Oh. And, and he's he, he's also the guy that got in trouble for racist comments. Yeah. Oh, he was also just cuckoo bananas. Yeah, he got <laughs> like, What song did he come out to? I don't know. Rocky Like a Hurricane. Was that I what think. it was? Yeah, I think. Maybe. I don't know. I don't, yeah, I don't know what he came out to, but he was absolutely out of his But he played mind. for the Indians for a year. Yeah. Yeah, it was wild. So that's my five. All right. Well, Jordo, yours have probably all been said. Yeah, most of them. Although I switched one up that I thought of that kind of cracks me up. Carlos Boozer. Oh, uh, yeah. If you remember, <laughs> right. no, I, yeah. I say this because he left on kind of yeah. bitter terms. Kind of? Well, no, they were definitely bitter. And I remember he screwed over a blind man. <laughs> <laughs> and I remember he was kind of like talking all this crap, and he was acting like he was some big stuff. What did he go to like Denver or something? Yeah, yeah, though. No, I went no, to Utah. Utah, and Got nobody seventy million dollars. Nobody remembers, right? Because he didn't really no. do anything over there. No. Yeah, I mean, he got paid. He made but... he made all star teams and went to the playoffs. But... What I mean is, like, we don't remember Utah from that period oh. being like a powerhouse, like you know, it... mm. I, a powerhouse. When they had Boozer and Darren Williams, they were pretty good. Yeah, I mean, they never. I mean, they, I mean, they would always run even... into the Lakers and lose. That but... was yeah. Yeah, I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't even. Okay, I wouldn't I, put them they were. There. They were never like a legit title contender. They were one they of were, those like on the on the bubble, kind of like yeah. how they are now. Like I like Donovan yeah. Mitchell. Yeah, I, yeah, I think they've yeah. got some good parts, but you don't take them seriously because you know that either LA team's going to handle it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Or the Rockets will eliminate them for the third year in a row. Could so, happen. Or the Rockets don't even do anything again for the. <laughs> never mind. Well, we at least eliminate the Jazz. Wait, was it? Is this not? So. A, I thought this was not a Houston podcast. Which, which oh, oh, it is. <laughs> when, when, when Jordan can say good things about Houston, he, he gotcha, says it. Gotcha. Number four is Carlos Gonzalez. Uh, Cargo. He's actually, I mean, I'm sure y'all know, he was really yeah. big with the Rockies. Yeah. Like, he was yeah. their man for yeah. years and years. And fell off the, uh, he fell off a cliff. I guess he doesn't know how to play He was good for the Indians though. for like two weeks and then <laughs> just like <laughs> just forgot like, how to hit a baseball. Yeah. Uh, the rest we've already mentioned, D. Wade. Shaq and D Rose. It's crazy to me that those three guys' names were are, on cat yeah. on the Cavs at some point. Like if you, right. those are iconic NBA oh, legends. Are, yeah. Like that's yeah. nuts. I, yeah. Rose and Wade is. were on the Cavs at the same time. Yeah, yeah. Think about yeah. how nuts that actually is. Yeah, yeah. Could you imagine that Cavs team if all of those players were in their prime? You had D Rose, Dwayne Wade, LeBron, Kevin Love. Uh, that was at that was after the Kyrie trade, but you know. <laughs> I mean that's that's like Jr. Mr. Nine One One. Right, but I mean like that like if like if all four of those teams could you imagine that team going up against the Durant Steph Curry Warriors if all those guys they were, were in their prime? If they were what they were. Holy crap! Yeah. Like we thought the Cavs Warriors well, rivalry was good because of what it was, but that team all in their prime would have been insane. Yeah. 
Well, and this is a rabbit hole we don't have time for, I know, but even if the Cavs, as previously constructed, had been healthy against Golden oh. State, it would have been the the entire narrative. History would have been completely different, and I know that's a lot of just me being sour yeah. about. Well, well, I'll tell you, I'll tell you what. Hurt, but. If if that would have happened, Kevin Durant wouldn't have gotten as vilified as he did for going to the Warriors because no. because the Cavs would have won the first two titles in that rivalry. Right, right. So the warrior, the Warriors would have been like. Shoot, what do we what do we need to do to get past the Cavs? And then okay, you go out the best player, not named LeBron, as a free agent, so you go yep. get him. Yep. Like that at that point, it's not the weakest move in free agency history, as most people call it. But yeah, yeah that's really interesting. Uh, yeah. Um, all right, so that's our top five. Jen, do you have a top five? <laughs> <laughs> You could say some of the ones I did. LeBron. LeBron James. Absolutely not. Say that name. Hey, we do not say that man's name in vain. <laughs> uh, was it? Is that Dennis? Yeah. Oh. Dennis Eckersley. 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 Wow. Started. The only I know Den- Dennis Eckersley is a Hall of Fame pitcher, but the only thing I remember him for is going wow after Manny Ramirez hit a game-winning home run <laughs> yeah. and, and literally almost hit it out of the ballpark. Like, yeah. <laughs> almost hit it out of progressive oh, wow. field. And he's walking off the field, and he just goes, wow. like, mouths it. He just goes, wow. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, like, Manny Ramirez was that dude. Yeah. Like, Manny was, like, he was awesome when he went to the Red Sox, but yeah. when he was on the Indians, like, he was on a pace to Those. be, like, the best – one of the best right-handed hitters in baseball history. Those Indians lineups oh, were. Well, it's, doesn't, it's, doesn't he? Ha- like isn't he like tied third for the most grand slams or something? Like he has some weird. I don't stats. know. He might. Yeah. Well, it's like those Indians lineups were kind of like what we were just talking about. If if all of those Cavs had been in their prime at the same time, like that's what our lineups were. Yeah, like we could be down three, four, five runs, and it felt like a tie game. It's uh, uh. What's going on? Over bum, bum, bum. <laughs> wow! Cue <laughs> that sound effect. Yeah. So Jen, Jen had one. Cool. There we go. Thanks, eat. Jen. <laughs> <laughs> Jimmy, cue that sound. <laughs> I'm a little sorry. We're a little uh preoccupied with our <laughs> cellulars. We don't have the greatest sound equi- sound uh, Not software. Yet. So Not yet. it's basically me scrolling up and down on the web browser trying to find it with my eyes. You know, Rome wasn't built in a day, Daniel. Hey. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> okay. I'm saying we're gonna make it. Barstool. Dynamite drop in money. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, moving right along here, so this episode doesn't take three hours. Um, let's uh, let's go into the poll of the week here, and this is gonna be a little bit of a discussion period. So, as we all now know, uh, John Beeline has stepped down. Whoa. Whoa. <laughs> You almost need to buy a new know. laptop. I don't even know why I bum, did bum, that. Bum, <laughs> bum, <laughs> hold on, hold on. Wait for it. <laughs> we need video. <laughs> All right. Back on the train. We got to, you know, we always talk about the train. Let's pull it back on Three the train. Three and a half hours. Here we go. <laughs> All right. So as we all know by now, John Beeline has stepped down as Cavs head coach, uh, which prompted a lot of talk on the Cavs as an organization. Now, uh, people talk about uh, people talk about Baker Mayfield and the fact that 
Uh, he's going to be going on to his fourth head coach and now entering his third year. Uh, the Cavs can actually one-up that because Colin Sexton, who they drafted last year, in a year and a half of being a professional, now has his fourth head coach. So in literally half the time, uh, Colin Sexton has the same amount of head coaches. Like you would, you would hope that maybe for their entire career they'd have one coach. This kid has had now four coaches in the, in his year and a half as an NBA basketball player. That is insane. So we all know how dysfunctional the Browns are. That's well documented. That's uh, you know been talked to death for years and years and years with great reason. Um, but I think, and the reason why I wanted to ask this question as our poll was, I think we need to take a little bit of a better look as to uh, how truly dysfunctional the Cavs are. And while this is pretty depressing for us as Cleveland sports fans, um, to me, I think it's actually a very, very close debate as to who is the more dysfunctional franchise. Um, before we talk about what you guys as our listeners said, um, I kind of wanted to go around the room and uh, hear what you guys have to think and uh, give your reasons why, like which way you voted. So whoever, Ryan, if you want to go first. Sure. So when I voted, I immediately voted Browns like it was a no-brainer. And right. then I had a couple buddies. Which I think a lot of people did. Yeah, and I think it's just because we're so used to it, like you were yeah. saying. Um, then I had a couple friends. I, I tweeted about it, and I had a few people respond, which was really cool. And it actually kind of swung the pendulum back. And I was like, maybe it is the Cavs. And I think ultimately what I've settled on is I still think it's the Browns, but it's closer than I initially thought. Um, the thing with the Cavs is I don't – I don't typically think in terms of like the ends justify the means, but we got the ring. LeBron came back, we got the ring. And yeah. at the end of the day, yes, there was chaos around it. Yes, having LeBron, like having LeBron on your team is tough on your coach. It's tough on your GM. It's tough on those, the supporting cast because of the expectations. It, no matter what team he's on, you're expected to not just make the playoffs, but make a legit title run. Mm -hmm. And that brings a ton of pressure. He knows who he wants to play with, he knows who he wants to coach. He's kind of got his hands in the GM kind of role himself and so that came with a lot of pressure and all this stuff that creates a lot of dysfunction the thing that i i think tilts the scale the other way is that it, when you look at the, I, the ownership to me it's night and day like gilbert i'm not stoked on gilbert um all the time but he was willing to spend he was willing to bring people in he, he was willing to make moves pay luxury tax all this stuff like the haslam's i have i have like negative faith in the haslam family in terms of what they do for that organization and building culture and so from the top down, like culture is that you, you can't just fix it overnight. You can't win. You can't create new culture with a great press conference. We do this every time with the Browns, the head coach. They win the, the initial press conference, and we're all like, this is the guy. This is the new head coach. This is going to be the one to fix it and turn it all around. And then guess what? It doesn't matter because the culture in the building is garbage, and it all falls apart. So, but he's good looking, Ryan. But I mean, he's super handsome. <laughs> Have I mean, you seen him? What a he's, very, he's a very handsome man. The Browns head coach? Yeah. Yeah. I could argue that we do the exact same thing with the Cavs, though, too. As far as uh, press conferences, if you look at, well, yeah, if you look at, well, I mean, every team does that. No, but but I mean, like, like, you know, we say that because, like, you know, there's coach after coach after coach and GM after GM after GM. Well, the Cavs have done the exact same thing. The Cavs actually have, in the time frame, I can't remember the year, but somebody said it. The Cavs actually have one more, uh, like, coach GM like combination than the Browns actually do. Yeah, so that's what I think. And well, I don't know about the the GMs, but I pull, I saw this tweet. This was uh, – have you guys been on with McNeil? With, uh, no. Yeah, so 
he tweeted about it. it was so Stefanski, Freddie Kitchens, Greg Williams, Hugh Jackson, Mike Patton, Rob Chudzinski since 2013 for the Browns, yeah. and then for the Cavs, Byron Scott, Mike Brown, David Black, Tyloo, Larry Drew, John Beeline, and now JB Bickerstaff. So like they're neck and neck. Meanwhile, the whole time for the Indians, Tito. So, right. Yeah. So like I get it. Like the, it's been a coaching carousel. Like, I, the Cavs I, too. I just. I, yeah, I. Uh, I wish that, like, the Indians. And we're not talking about the Indians, but since you brought it up, I wish that the Indians and like either the Browns or the Cavs could like switch ownerships. Yes, hundred percent. Yes. If we had, if Dan Gilbert owned the Indians instead yeah. of the Cavs yeah. and was willing to spend, but we had the infrastructure in place, like right. the Indians GMs and like assistant GMs in in Cleveland with the with baseball end up going off to be GMs elsewhere. Like mm-hmm. it, it's happened multiple yeah. times, and. They're great, and they've done really well. We Because we are such a small-budget, small-market team, we have to develop ridiculous scouting and, and talent development yeah. divisions of the organization. And, and by default, we end up the farm system right. for the rest of Major League Baseball. Yeah. Um, I, so the reason reason why I think, and I struggle with this, is, is I think really the only difference between the two teams, and, and I know this is a big difference, but I'm going to justify it, uh, my feeling is like you said, the Cavs won the ring. But there's a lot to that because the reason why they won the ring is because they hit the jackpot and the greatest player since Michael Jordan was actually born in their front backyard. And he and they won the draft lottery yeah, the year he exactly. came out. Yeah. And he uh, came back because it's his hometown. It tugged at the heartstrings. He wanted to right his wrong and all that. So the Cavs organization did nothing. As a matter of fact, they did everything they could have done to drive him away. In fact, they did drive him away, obviously, the first time, and they, you know, whatever. He won the ring. He felt uh, like he had satisfied everything he needed to do in Cleveland, so he left again. So I'm not going to say they pushed him away again, although I could make the argument because Dan Gilbert couldn't swallow his pride and give uh, uh, David Griffin the power that he deserved, and so he let David Griffin walk the year before LeBron left, and that really pissed LeBron off. Um, so, to me, I'm not going to give the Cavs credit for, for winning. I'm not going to give the organization the credit for winning the championship when they lucked into everything that went into winning the well, championship. I mean, well, that's true. I mean, that's true of the Bulls then. I mean, they lucked into picking Michael Jordan over some of the other players. They could. I, mean, I, I, I think at some well, point... I don't, I don't agree with that because they didn't, they didn't, they didn't win. The, they didn't, well, the, I don't think the NBA had a draft lottery back then, but they didn't have the number one pick when they drafted him. So, they actually took him. He wasn't a yeah, hometown but, but, kid. But don't you think that's lucky that they drafted the greatest basketball, arguably, I would say the well, greatest so, basketball player of all time. Like, what I, my point is, what I'm saying is, okay, so the, drafts, the, the Cavs got real lucky drafting LeBron. Like, of course. But anyone would have been lucky who drafted LeBron. And I know they drove him away the first time. I get that. that they were running. They had no idea what they were doing when they mm-hmm. first had him. But... They get him back. How they got him back to me is still a, a mystery and a miracle. I don't well, understand. I, yeah, I, I get that, like, oh, he wanted to come back. But, like, for LeBron to swallow that much of his ego to come back for a guy who wrote in Comic Sans, Sans <laughs> like, all oh, this ridiculous letter, like, I don't know if I could do that. Well, that's like, the thing. You know, I, I, and, and, and I, so, I, well, and the Cavs have made the playoffs in the last, like, many times in, in the last, you know, 20 years. I know it hasn't. There's only been really probably four years where it was a legit run, 
But that's four years of legit title play. I mean, the Browns, I mean, this is not even me trying to just be a dick about the Browns. But the Browns are probably, I've never seen anything so poorly run as the Browns. Like, they have, they've made the playoffs, what, like twice or once since they were, you know, rebirthed. And they haven't gotten close. Maybe one year when they were 9-7. and seven. Other than that, they haven't really gotten even a little bit close to making the playoffs. And I, I don't know what the Haslam's are doing. I'm not even here to pick on the players. I think the players are trying to make the most of what the ownership and the, you know, then you had Kitchens and yet they held on to Hugh for too long. I don't think it's comparable which team is worse. I mean, I, I, I think the we're Cavs... Not, well, I, we're not saying which team is worse. Well, more, more dysfunctional. But then, you know, the Haslam's have also fired a ton of GMs. Like, what are you doing? Like, I don't... That doesn't make sense to me. With the Cavs... Well, solve the Cavs. Well... Yes and no. I mean, they. What do you mean yes and no. They've had five GMs in the last nine years. Yeah, but they stuck with they stuck with at least when they had Griffin, they stuck with that plan for a bit, and then they got a title out of yeah. it. I mean, and then it's they, hard and then to, they drove him away. Well, I'm. But what's worse, winning a title or not winning anything? Again, not even making again, the playoffs. In a, in a vacuum, yeah, that's fine. You you have the banner, whatever. But you have to. You can't just. You can't just like not not look into the factors. There's so many teams that have only won one title, and that's it. Like that's just that's just that's just the way it is. Sometimes I we would still consider that a success. But just 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 because they won a championship doesn't mean that they're less dysfunctional of a franchise. Well, you can be a dysfunctional team and still win too. No, that's, that's right. true, and that's yeah, the factor yeah, of LeBron. The Cavs actually, the Cavs actually probably were just as dysfunctional those four years they were going to the finals. As they are now, they just don't have the talent on the roster. It's the old. Cliche. I mean, they had a they had they have one of their players throw a bowl of soup at one of the coaches. <laughs> well, like, come on. I mean, but look at the Bulls in the nineties. They they had huge internal Again, problems. I'm not I'm not comparing. Like, we're not comparing the Bulls. I don't know. No, Bulls no, I'm, don't I'm, have just, I'm bringing like anything. extreme examples of teams that also had huge internal problems. Dysfunction. I I still think dysfunctional to fully manifest itself has to show it has to have a negative result. Like. Okay, there's a lot of dysfunction in a winning team sometimes, but that's just because it's tough to win. It's tough to go through a whole NBA season or a whole NFL season. I, I think in the end, when you see like true dysfunction is the end result, and you can't even get to the playoffs, which the Browns haven't got close for a long time. I, that's my argument. You know, I I understand the Cavs are a mess right now. I'm not saying they're not. I think. Well, they, they, I mean, they. they it, I'm not just talking about the last two years. It was the four years after LeBron left, before he came back. It was the ten years before he got drafted there the first time. I mean, if you want to go back to 99 when the Browns came back, and that's the era we're talking about, if you take out the years that LeBron was there and you and you go by records of the franchises, the, the this is shocking, but it's true, the Cavs actually have a worse record than the, than the Browns do. Wow! Over that span, if you Seriously. take if you take LeBron out, wow. and that's my thing. What do you mean? What do you mean by that? The years that LeBron didn't play for the Cavs, they have a worse per- winning percentage than oh, LeBron. Oh, well, that, that, that I'm not. The NBA is so imbalanced. Like I, that's I don't think that's I'm not surprised by that at all. They were also in rebuilding mode in those years, and they were making that well known. Okay, so the same thing the Browns have been rebuilding. Yeah, but the Browns so have been we, rebuilding since '99, so like I don't, I'm not really sure what that, that's what I'm, that's what okay, I'm talking this about. Okay, this is like, this is what I'm saying. Like it, like the the Cavs did nothing right to get LeBron either time. They can't they can't credit themselves for the fact well, that they, they got had LeBron. to have done something right. 
I mean, they clearly did some sort of something to get LeBron. LeBron I don't think LeBron just marched. And I've read articles on it. He didn't just march his ass over to Cleveland and be like, I'm ready to play again. Like, there was definitely some pull that they had to do. And I'm not oh, saying. That's, that's, that's more than you think. That's what it is. I don't know. So for me, I don't know about that. I look at, I, I, just, I don't think that's. I, I look think at it's the a little David Griffin there. era as like the exception to like. For me, I think what what tilts the scale is the David Griffin era, and that he did enough in terms of maximizing the talent that was already there, and, and putting res- a team and respecting together LeBron around. enough to let him do what he needed to do. Yeah. Like that's the weird thing about having LeBron in your team. You kind of have to. Let him run the show in, in a lot of ways. Right. And, and like for the, those look four... At how many, and, and, what, and what did we do? Even before LeBron left again, they... they no, that's that's when they started go. getting a little dysfunctional again, no yeah. doubt. No, like, no, but no, I, they, I don't, they, no, they were dysfunctional even when LeBron was there. But they... I, I, okay, sure, but then... W- winning what, does what, solve what, certain things. That's what I'm saying. I winning get, cures all. Winning but, cures right, all. Right, okay, but I'm not talking about who yeah. won more. That's not a... That's not a so you're comparing... We're comparing the two franchises, and you actually think that because of that because both teams were dysfunctional... I never said... I'm, I'm just confused as what, as what to the end result is. I'm saying this. that it's it's neck and neck between which, which yeah. franchise is more dysfunctional of a franchise. I think sure. I but think I, don't know I how think not I think you're I think you're equating is, I think you're I think that. you're equating dysfunctionalism as wins and losses. Right. And yeah, if if that's the way you want to look at it, sure. Yeah, the Cavs were in the playoffs for how many years? They won a title, blah blah blah. blah. They went to the finals four straight years. But I'm saying like all the things that you have to consider going into everything that's happened. The reason why that the Cavs were a contending team was bar none was LeBron James. Right. Nothing else. Of course. I'm not denying that. So, uh, the Cavs, like David Griffin still had a part in him coming back. He still, if David Griffin doesn't do the trade he does to get Kevin Love and all that, like I don't, LeBron doesn't come back. Uh, Kevin Love was traded to the Cavs after LeBron came back, so that has nothing to do with it. Well, there there had to have been some some play beforehand. LeBron didn't come back because promise. of David Griffin. He didn't know David Griffin before he came back. This is why I'm telling you that. LeBron coming back didn't have anything to do with the Cavs organization. There's no. This way, is all. Of, it was all about his legacy and his image. That's the only thing. I'm if he didn't, if he didn't leave the Cavs in such bad terms the first time, he probably doesn't even come back the second. I time. still don't see how this means that the Cavs are more dysfunctional than well, the Browns. Here, here, so here's, I'm like, I feel like I'm like in the middle of this one because I, I, I see what you're both saying. I think the point is the Cavs won, and that seems to justify all the chaos. But at the end of the day, it doesn't. It was. I, I can't even imagine what those meeting rooms looked like. I can't imagine what the organization felt like. LeBron's doing his thing over here. We have to do enough to keep him happy and satisfied. And this I thing's just, happening over here with the coaching staff. I, I think if we're gonna play that game, you can play that game with a lot of teams. I'm sure won. you could. Because yeah. again, but we're not talking about other teams. We're talking yeah. about these two teams. I think for me, what it comes down to is the, the Cavs. The Browns have has... mismanaged more talent for a longer period of time, and ultimately, the wins nudge it for me it, it pushes me that's that's yeah. basically what i'm saying too. Well, i think I the mean, results I, on the field speak for themselves i mean i i disagree uh there as well i mean they yeah they mismanaged talent they didn't mismanage that talent they never brought the talent in to begin with i don't see i don't see that i don't think so though there's there's too much talent in the nfl to say like you don't have a talent outside okay. like teams like the Niners just went from four wins to playing in the Super Bowl 
in one year. You can't tell me they they added that much talent in one year. Right, right. But but also they found their franchise quarterback. How many times in the last twenty right. years have the outside of we think even though he had a horrible year this year, we think we found Baker Mayfield. But from nineteen ninety nine until two thousand eighteen, how many times did we legitimately think that's our franchise quarterback? We got to build around him. I don't. I can't say one time. I mean, hindsight's always twenty twenty, but we everyone seemed to get stoked about Money Man's up. No, exactly. don't. Yeah, yeah everyone, I was one of them. Everybody was though, and I, I did not like the Johnny pick, and, I, and I that might have been the most dysfunctional move of them all. That, and exactly. I'm not even arguing for the Browns. Right, exactly. Yeah. So I just, I look at like my buddy Chris tweeted about this too, like the the number of draft pick busts that we've had. Like, I, you know, that's probably what it, that's what it is too. Like, I understand with the Cavs, it hasn't LeBron, and if it wasn't, right. but they've also got Kyrie Irving. They've also got you know, Thompson has been good at point. Like, they've yeah. drafted talent. They also at drafted times. Anthony Bennett. Yeah, the Bennett well, thing that, does not work in my favor. That's on that not argument. cool. <laughs> that but then rough. even, but even they drafted so, Dion Waiters. But even drafting like, but even no, like, but no. even like, I, no. I don't know. I but even like drafting, credit. but even drafting Wiggins, that becomes Kevin Love eventually. Like, dude, that's not sometimes it's hard to draft it but no one saw Kawhi Leonard no one saw all the you know there's so many stars that you're just like nobody sees them as the good you know it's yeah. hard to so they hit more I think they hit more than the Browns have hit I guess I think where I fall is that like both of them are very much dysfunctional I think for me it's like 55-45 when I lean Browns but I'm probably on the exact same spectrum right there I just to me I think if you if you take uh, to me I if you take LeBron away, I think I honestly think they're like mirror images of each other, and that's why. Right. And that so very we well can't, could be. But we can't play that yeah. game because LeBron LeBron was drafted by the Cavs. Okay, so like I don't I don't I don't the, fault them the, for. Are the, we talking about reality or not reality? Like we're talking about what happened. They LeBron played for the Cavs. He made them. In my okay, opinion, but the organization didn't do anything to like make that happen. He fell into their lap after they won the draft lottery. That's luck. That's not not I, being I bad. I don't hold that against the organization. How, I'm not going to hold it against the organization, but I'm taking it out of the equation. They were still bad enough to get into the percentage of winning the lottery draft that they wanted. Like that's just that's how it is. You can't you can't say that if they didn't have LeBron. Of course, they would have been just. They would have probably been just as bad. So we're yeah. gonna so we're gonna credit them for being dysfunctional enough to get the number one pick in the draft. That's how you get draft picks. So that's you're literally proving how you my get point. Dra- what? Well, no. By saying that Teams intentionally no. tank. That's not dysfunction. Yeah. That's it. That's an intentional strategy that NBA, people do. You don't, you don't want to be in the middle. You don't want to be the eighth seed in your conference. No, so you I want to be the no, best I of totally the worst. I totally agree with that. So, like, like tank mode doesn't mean that there's automatically I get dysfunction. That. I get that, but but if you look at but but you but your argument is going to for the Browns is going to be supplemented by the fact that they went zero sixteen and how could they do that and. They were trying to be bad so they could get the number yeah. one pick. It's the same thing, but there was no LeBron to draft. Yeah. Well, ba- no, basketball there, there was, one, uh, one person can okay, change. Okay, I mean, do we really need to go through all the players they could have drafted? Well, no, but I'm... That's what I'm saying. Like, there were a ton of players that they had access to, and they, for some reason, didn't want to draft them. And one guy... And I not- think it's because it's Haslam picking these players or wanting okay. these certain who, people. Who, who, would they, who would they have drafted? Patrick over? Mahomes, Deshaun Watson. Those, uh, those guys can go down the list. That's I mean, not that draft. Oh, yeah. wait, what? They went 0-16. Oh, you're talking about specifically 0-16. I'm talking about the other drafts well, that, no. that okay. they had access to both of those it, players. It, I mean, if you're point. listening to what I'm saying, I said after they went 0-16. Well, I, I mean, think they were like, one what, guy one can't change an NFL roster like one guy can change a basketball roster. You know what I mean? Like a draft, like 
I disagree. The, qu- the quarterback position Patrick would be Mahomes. the only exception to that rule. Patrick Quarter- Mahomes into a smaller scale because he hasn't won anything yet, Deshaun Watson. I mean, the quarterback is head and shoulders above the rest of the positions in the NFL. Right. Couldn't change a roster. Right. But I would still say that LeBron as a Cavalier had more impact on wins losses than Pat Mahomes does. Oh yeah, field. that's that's no doubt. Like I still think that one guy just by virtue of there's only so many guys on the court at the time. Oh well, yeah. And, yeah. You know and what I mean? I just getting on a tangent here. Yeah. I'm just <laughs> Down I'm just the saying rattle. I'm just saying like I don't credit the Cavs for getting LeBron. That's I, my I, opinion. I, that's I agree. my belief. No, I, I agree. They, they, I don't they fell and into if you it. take him out of the equation, I put them on the on the exact same uh, playing field. I'm not saying the Cavs are more dysfunctional. I'm saying that it's neck and neck. Yeah. We should just cheat. We should just. <laughs> and, and maybe, maybe we'll find some more success in, in basketball. <laughs> That's the missing part. We just cheat. All right. Um, Moving on. So did did the internet think it was as close? Well, Jimmy, what, what, Jimmy, what, did you, what did you vote since you didn't get to say anything? <laughs> it's all right. We should cheat. Yeah. Um, I said the Browns, kind of what Ryan initially said. We're, we're, we're going to stop talking about this after, uh, you know, soon. Um, I think the whole thing about the Cavs winning the championship kind of blurs the dysfunction they've had in the past Thank just you. because we've spent so many years, us Browns fans, in turmoil year season after season after season and the LeBron era was like a honeymoon phase so it just kind of washes away everything else we experienced before LeBron I think that's the only reason why I voted Browns I agree it's kind of neck and neck if you look at the history of it but I think just because the Browns haven't had success in God knows how long they seem more dysfunctional that was very well said alright here we go (laughs) Uh, what did social media say Twitter, 52% said Browns, 48% said Cavs. Facebook, 76% Browns, 24% Cavs. And on its on its surface, I you know, people people were just voting. We got a lot of votes too. I think so. mainly mainly are saying, hey, Cavs won a champion. And on the surface, yeah, okay. Fine. Championship masks a lot of yes. stuff. But four years of going to the finals also. It's masks cliche. A lot of stuff. It's the it's one of the oldest cliches, but winning will solve everything. And I, I, I agree to your point that essentially by virtue of winning, people either don't care about or choose not to see the dysfunction. But that doesn't yeah. mean it's not there. I mean, you could read a, read a heck of a lot of articles that have been written over the Cavs the last four or five years and just the amount of chaos that was going on behind the right. scenes of even those title runs. I'm I sure. Mean, it's, it's we can nitpick it all day. We can look at their right. income statements. We can <laughs> look at their tax <laughs> returns. <laughs> we can just look at all the turmoil. Yeah. yeah. You did pick it. <laughs> all right, all right. Moving on here. Uh, let's let's uh, let's hit a couple, a couple other topics. Um, so it's Groundhog Day. Uh, spring. Well, not not really. I was oh. trying to make a statement, but <laughs> it can't be Groundhog Day. That was a, that was like a while Woo. ago. <laughs> um. Well, I was going to say it's Groundhog's Day because spring training started and a uh, major Cleveland Indians baseball player is having knee, having surgery and is injured. Uh, Mike Clevenger partially tore his meniscus, I think they said. I think it's meniscus. Uh, he had surgery. He's going to be out six to eight weeks, which puts him out to probably the middle of April. So he's probably going to miss his first handful of starts. 
Uh, they didn't announce who was going to be the opening day starter, but I think Clevenger was on track to be the opening day starter if he was healthy. So that's not going to happen. Nope. And uh, then today, Carlos Carrasco shows up, and uh, he's on crutches. Do we know how that so, one happened? Or is he just on crutches? He said he, he was warming up, and uh, he felt something in his like upper right leg. So I don't know if it's a muscle pull. I don't know. They said he was getting tests, so I don't know. I wrote what the F is going on. Yeah. <laughs> um, Jose Ramirez today gets hit by a pitch in freaking batting practice. Got hit by a pitch in the foot and limped off the field. Francona said afterwards that uh, he's going to be fine, but it's just like, man, just wrap these guys in. Like, we're already, we're already at a disadvantage as it is because ownership won't spend any money. So, like... All of our guys who are legitimate all-star caliber players, and the Indians still do have a lot of those, mm-hmm. wrap them in bubble wrap and just get to opening day and let them play. Like, God forbid something happens to Frankie again, I might jump off a cliff. Yeah. I can't think of the last time we started with a healthy rotation. And I'm sure that's probably being a little bit dramatic, but the guy legitimately, it's been at least I mean, four years, five years in a row now that we haven't had. Technically, we did have it last year. But as soon as the season really? started, yeah, because Kluber got hurt oh, in May. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Carrasco announced leukemia, I think, in June. Clevenger got hurt in May, like right after Kluber. See, it's just crazy. And then the only guy that was really healthy was the whole year was Beaver. Yeah. And he was the all pro- And he'll MVP. probably be the, I would guess, he's going to be the opening yeah, day starter. Yeah, I would, yeah, I would say now, yeah, for sure. But yeah, so wrap these guys in bubble wrap, get them to spring training. Um. Yeah, I don't know what they're gonna do in the outfield. I have no idea. They're trying out. They're trying out Franmil Reyes in the outfield, which I don't think I see that. There was a story that came out that uh, that Frankie Lindor was making fun of the way he was trying to field uh, fly balls, which is funny. I mean, I do. I love how Frank. So like Frankie, there's a lot going on with Frankie right now too. But I love how he just like he's always goofing around with other guys, opposing teams. He's always goofing around with guys if they're standing on second base. He's always. You know, he was always busting Kipnis' balls about things. You know, they were, that was a fun duo in the middle of the infield. Um, Frank, he's just fun. I can see him ragging on Fran because he does not look fleet of foot. And I don't know how well no. fielding is going to go And he actually him. lost 20 pounds this offseason. Well, good for him. I wish I could contribute in this conversation, but I can't because I know, <laughs> Jimmy, do you know? zero about baseball. Go ahead, really? ask me a question. Yeah. Who, um, who's on, I can't name two players. How far... How far away is the pitcher's mound from home plate? 60 feet? 90. Close. You're close. 90? No. 90. 80? You were closest the first time. You went over. It's Price is Right rules. <laughs> you went over. <laughs> there it is. <laughs> <laughs> that should be a segment every week. Just random baseball feet, trivia that everybody knows. I think it's 66 but feet. There you go. 66 feet, 6 inches, I think, is something like that. Maybe. I don't know. Or 60 feet, 6 inches. You actually might have been almost right the first time. I asked the question, and I don't even know. Remember when I said I was a hustler? You <laughs> <laughs> a baller, shot caller? Yeah, our outfield's going to be a joke, by the way. Yeah. I feel good about Oscar. Well, I mean, unless they make another move. I- I'm interested. They signed Domingo Santana, so we'll see what happens there. Yeah. Um, I mean, he hit 25 home runs last year, so, I mean, he hit 250, 25 home runs, 80 RBIs. If I mean, he does that for the Indians this year. I know. that's Because that's, that's, Fran Mill, if he stays healthy, he's going to mash 40 home runs. I know. 
and he's going to strike out four thousand right. times. Right, but, but but that's baseball. That's now. what we're doing. That's what we're doing now. Yeah, I mean, but I mean, I don't unless know, you're like, banging on a trash can, you're going to strike out a lot. <laughs> I mean, true. unless you're cheating, it's I mean, like I, you're I, never going to hit eighty home runs. Hey, I, I, you said that, John Carlos Stanton. Come on, um, little drama never hurt. I mean, Bowers can't hit. I like Bowers. Yeah, they they ran some story. I can't remember who it was. Ran some story today that uh, Jake Bowers is feeling the best he's ever felt. And somebody, what does uh, that mean, two forty? Yeah, somebody quote tweeted <laughs> and said, uh, "You guys ran this exact same story last year when <laughs> we saw how that went." Yeah, no. um, I, to me, for the lineup's sake, it, it's funny. Last year we had, you know, probably the best starting pitching in baseball. Yeah. But God, if you look back at our our lineup opening day, I mean, we had like some of the guy because Frankie was out. Yep. Some of the guys we had. I mean, my goodness. And, and um, it didn't help that Jose got off to a, a horrifically oof, slow start. Really bad, and yeah. It, Caught fire in the second half. Yeah, it did, but... Too it, little, too it, late. It took him, yeah, it took him, um, took him a while. I, I mean, so yeah, we picked up... So we've got Fran Mil Reyes again, who's hopefully going to hit a bunch of home runs. Yep. Mercado in center field. We know that much yeah. in the outfield. I mean, I tell you what, I'm excited. Naquin was having a great bounce back year until he got hurt. <laughs> and then he tore his ACL. I know. Yeah. And is... I, the other, our outfield is just like the Walking Dead. It's I mean, is Bradley Zimmer going to play? I don't know. I, I don't know what's up with Zimmer. I don't know. Because I, I, I remember when we traded for Andrew Miller, we hung on to Zimmer and sent Clint Frazier. Yep. And I remember thinking, like, I don't know. I don't know how I feel about that. Cause I didn't know enough about Zimmer. I knew more about Clint, so I was kind of yeah. bummed out. Yeah. Whatever, whatever happened to him? Clint Frazier? No, Zimmer. He's still hurt. He's, he's been... What? He came up for a little... He, he played a little while with the pros last year. And I don't think he's back. actually hurt anymore. I think it's just he's... Trying to reclaim his career. Is that really what it is? Yeah. Is bad? Well, because he they brought him back up in September last year, so he was healthy in September. I thought he got they hurt just, again, though. Did he? I, I thought so. Maybe not. I'm not sure. I don't know. Uh, yeah. I mean, our outfield has just been like platoon city for the longest of times. Maybe that's just now modern day baseball. Maybe you yeah. just have a bunch of guys who hit 240, but hopefully hit home runs. But I I only feel good about Mercado in the outfield. And yeah, then, I mean Mercado's a star. And then Naquin is a future all star. Greg Allen, I love Greg Allen. Poor Greg. Big Allen. guy, Greg. He gets set up and down more yeah. than anybody in baseball. Right. He's got to be so sick of it. That's because there's just nothing. Like, he's just there. He's always, like, just the fourth Like, guy. yeah, he's fast, but he, he's, can, but he can't get on base because he can't hit. Yeah, I know. He's good in the outfield, but... I like him. I mean, I like him, too, but I'm not... He's not a starting outfielder. No, for me. he's not. He's a platoon guy. Yeah, he's a guy, like, at the end of games, you bring him for base running. If, like, like you're down a run in the eighth inning and Framil Reyes walks, yeah, you put you put Greg out there. Yeah, sure, yeah. Um... Yeah, the the infield's set, uh, you know, Perez behind the plate, Santana first, uh, Hernandez, who we got from the Phillies at second to replace Kipnis. Yeah. I think that's a very underrated move uh, and, was, a, and an upgrade from Kipnis. I do, too. I uh, still hate seeing him in a Cubs uniform, though. It's weird. It's his hometown, so I'm happy yeah. for him it's in weird. that regard, but it, I hate it. Right. Especially I don't even know if he's going to play. But, I don't know. I'm not sure, but uh, I just I don't like it. There's uh. You, do you agree? What do you do? <laughs> <laughs> I'm just happy to be here. Chad, who's your favorite baseball player? Who's your favorite Indians player? I'm just chilling. Can you, can you name a, a modern Indians player? Oh, or are you God. still thinking about like from when we were in high school? Uh, yeah, the heyday of my... Travis <laughs> Frankie Lindor. Yeah. Travis Hafner or Travis Eisenhower. Or... So, yeah, that's when I really paid attention. Gotcha. Okay. Was your sister one of Grady's ladies? Oh, no, I was yeah, not. 100%. No, I was not. She was. What, you I like Jersey. JC Blake. You had a Jersey. 
Jersey. I didn't have a jersey. Yeah, you did. No, I didn't. Oh, I did. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he he was one of Grady's ladies. Oh, he no, wanted Grady's to be ladies. Grady. I, say, I never got he a jersey. He wanted to be Grady. I know Lindsay was. One of my good friends, Lindsay. Shout out Lindsay. She was, she was 100% a Grady's lady. 100%. Um, so a really interesting thing that came up uh, just a couple days ago. Apparently the Indians are talking contract extension with Lindor. I, I don't buy it. Uh, see, I, I don't buy it either. I think it's another stupid PR move by the Indians who, when he walks, are going to say, well, we tried to sign him. Let me try it. Yeah. Ridiculous. The so, owner said, enjoy him last year. Like, it's four, like he's going to leave. And then double down. And then double down. Yeah, well, he's an idiot. The owner of the Indians yeah. is a moron. I, I can't. Maybe we needed to include the Indians in dysfunction after no, all. No, that, that, I, that I can't justify. The Indians have won more games in the American League in the last six years than any other team. I so, so I, I can't justify that. The, the richest contract that the Indians have awarded a free agent was Edwin. And Carnacion. Twenty million a year. At three years, sixty five million yeah. with a club option for a fourth year at yeah. twenty million extra. And, and they traded him. <laughs> and we didn't even, he didn't even see the end of the contract. Yeah. He didn't even make, he made it halfway through. Yep. So I, I don't care what they say. There's no I mean, Frankie's gonna be one of those two fifty million plus or minus guys. He's not gonna be like the top, 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 like three hundred sure? million plus. I don't I, think, I think he I don't think he's good. He's, if listen, he signs, Frankie is great. See if, see, if he signs for another team, I think he will be. If he stays with the Indians, yeah, I, because if he signs with another team, you know what's going to happen. He's going to go to the Yankees, and they're going to sign him to a four hundred million dollar contract. I, yeah, I think yeah, I, I think he's going to go for a lot more than that. I would see it in the. I don't see him making as much as Bryce Harper did. I don't see him making as much as um, what's his face. Uh, I could see him Trout. making as much as Harper, not Trout. Yeah, Harper actually, if you look at it. Per year isn't making like because yeah, cool, it was making like a, a lot, but yeah, by you know, he's making like twenty eight a year. So. Yeah, I don't know. I could, I just like, what are we gonna do? Offer him like four years and a hundred million? That's not enough. Well, see that, that yeah, that's that a, that's the thing is the length that won't do. Like it. in baseball, you want like if you're a free agent, you want the length of the contract guaranteed. because it's all it doesn't matter what happens, you could snap your leg off and never play again, and yeah. you're gonna get paid that money. Yeah, Bobby Bonilla. <laughs> that dude's on, what he's is it, like February 1st it's, of every year he collects a $1 million check He's, on he's still getting paid, man. Until like, 20, until like 2029, that guy collects a million dollar check on like February 1st from, that's is it the so Mets, bizarre. I think? Yeah, the Mets. Oh, yeah. God. So talk, you want to talk about dysfunctional franchises, we can throw the Mets in there. There we go. Oh my yeah. God. Or the Knicks. Ugh. The Knicks might take the test. Or the Astros. At least in the NBA. Or the Astros. They have a manager at least now. Yeah, yeah, good old have, Dusty. We have a we have a GM now. Too. Hey, what's five hundred look like? Yeah, right. <laughs> over yeah, just, to you, over to you, Dusty. Yeah, just hire Dusty Baker. <laughs> I thought this wasn't a Houston podcast. Uh, maybe not. You're right. I think I brought up Houston more than Jordan. It's been Jimmy though. Yeah. Right. We're here for the content. <laughs> He's always like, well, well, at least I didn't cheat. Cheers. I'm just here to stir up controversy. Come on, uh, we need ratings. But yeah, I Houston I, already did that. I sort of uh, I sort of agree with you. I think it's for show. Yeah. Um, the only thing that kind of makes me think that, I, see, I do think they're actually talking. I just don't think the Indians are ever going to get serious about it, like with an offer. But the fact that uh, Antonetti's actually talking about it is weird because Chris Antonetti never says anything. No. Well, I think it's because Frankie, more than anybody, has been such a fan favorite for so long. And now. he's so vocal about the fact that he wants he to wants stay. He wants to stay. Like, the he, Indians will walk away, like, no matter whatever PR games they and want this to try is, to play. And, and this is a, so perfect by Frankie to, to come out and say, 
that he wants to stay. Yes. He wants to win here. He wants because it's putting all the pressure on the Indians. 100%. If he leaves as a free agent, nobody's going to hate him because they all understand. Nope. They all understand the fact the Indians don't pay anybody. Yeah. So I mean. There's, I mean, he's not going to take. I mean, like I said again, I go back to the Edwin deal, and like that was the richest contract ever in yeah. our franchise's history. Yeah, but like, that's crazy, and it's going to make me sick when he's a Dodger or when he's a Yankee or. What about a Philly? I mean, they won't do that. Oh, because they already did it with. Uh, yeah, Bryce I don't think they, unless they want to go. I mean, they could, I guess. Bryce Harper and they 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 signed Zach Wheeler to over hundred million dollar deal. Yeah, Ooh, that's, that's right. That, yeah, that. I mean, like it could. He's he's I. It could be I some obscure hate team. to say it, but I'm bracing myself. He's going to go to the Yankees. Yeah, I'm just bracing my. They they let Didi Gregorius uh, go. They're starting shortstop. Yeah, they're probably going to have some farm kid play shortstop for him this year, and they're just they're like holding the slot open for him. Mm-hmm. I'm just. Yeah. I'm 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 I, I mean, I'm, I'm resigning can, myself to the fact that he's going to be wearing pins like blue it's and always, white pinstripes. And if not, it's going to be like you can always pick it. It's usually going to be Yankees or Boston or either team in L.A., but usually the Dodgers. Yep. Or you know what's going to happen is is I, I you know what I could see is the Indians actually do sign him, but then are like five hundred for the next like six years because they'll cry poor and say well like well we spent the money on Frankie so oh, we can't yeah. spend the money pull on a, anything else. Well, we they pull an angels. Yeah, we do this every year where we slash payroll, but then we don't sign anybody, and then yeah, and then like Tito, go work your magic. Yeah, and, and don't get me wrong, he's doing a good job at that, but well yeah, he's one of the best managers in yeah. baseball. I want him to win so bad. This this all would this wouldn't be such a big deal if we just would have won the freaking World Series in 2016. Again, oh. winning solves all of these things. You know what I mean? Like it really does. That stupid mfing rain delay. <laughs> Man, you see, our, our, uh, Rajay's still playing. He's I think he's, 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 he signed with a Mexican team. I think. I think ah! Oh yeah, that's yeah. Rajay. Rajay. <laughs> <laughs> Rajay Davis is still going strong. That home run got me shot, so Rajay. So, yeah. Jen, let's talk USA Swimming and Katie Ledecky's future this year at the Olympics. Because <laughs> that's what we know, right? That's what the bizarre chicks know. Uh, how about how about we move on now? Let's talk a little slugs versus thugs. Are we talking John B. John B. Yeah, oh. Yeah. oh, okay, I got you. <laughs> I got slugs. you. I forgot. Where's the swing and a miss sound bite? Where's the... I don't, have, I don't have that. Swing and a miss. Yeah, I don't. Wait, wait. wait. Slugs. It's over. <laughs> we are screwed. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, yeah. I mean, we we kind of touched about touched on it when we were talking the dysfunction within the Cleveland organizations. But John Beeline resigned as Cavs coach. Uh, I was going to ask the question, "What are you going to remember most about John Beeline's tenure as head coach?" But I think I spoiled. Well, at least for me, I spoiled it with the way I tried to bring the subject up. For me, it's slugs versus thugs. I mean, ha. yeah. <laughs> like, well, did you see that? Like, apparently, and I don't know if this is confirmed or not, so I could just be spreading rumors. But apparently, a bunch of the guys would play songs with the word thugs. It was the on the that yeah, was on yeah. yeah that was on the athletic. Was that so? That was the athletic. So the athletic reported true. that. Yeah. yeah. So that sounds fairly. Sha- Shams, who's like baby Woj. Yeah. He's like getting reputation of being like the next Woj. Jeez, like that's Sham Sharania. That's I think not. That's how you pronounce his that's name. That's not. The classiest of moves. I get that no. that was a really do bad you, slip. Do you actually? Like, okay, I, I want. But I wonder if they were quick, doing wanna, it as wanna, a joke as, right. or more than like to be, like, to be funny like about it. Yeah, to be or rather than to be All like right. uh, malicious have, about it. I have a legitimate question. Legit nith. What? Legit nith. Legit. Legit. Most legit 
Uh, do you think he actually meant to say they were playing better and not like slugs, or do you think he was a, he actually I said think, thugs? I think he said thugs. You think so? Yeah, one hundred percent. That was such a that was such a spin zone tactic by the Cavs to yeah. say, oh, I, oh, he said they're playing like slugs, like they're playing slow. Like, no, he said he said thugs. Yeah. I wanted to give him the benefit of the doubt, but I I think he's no, I agree. That, but I that, agree. but that's I not agree. that's not to make it a racial thing because the no, Cavs no, have, no, the right, Cavs right. have numerous white players on their basketball team. And I doubt team. honestly he's he's from college ball, which is so more yeah. strict so than like NBA my, ball. So maybe he yeah. meant it in a general sense. Yeah, I agree. I don't think it's necessarily. My race, question race, is this: is anybody even a little bit surprised that we're here right now because no. i am a hundred percent not no like no. We, and this we, goes back to my argument i, I yeah <laughs> i agree it was a bad hire like I, I don't think it was a good hire. he's been in college forever I, yeah he's, i we tried to rationalize it when it happened but we should always do you know what i mean we, like if like if, he, if, it, it, was, if it was a 42 year old john beeline right and he was up and coming and you know like a brad stevens type guy coming right. from college that's one thing those but are this the guy's only... sixty-seven years old. Yeah. Well, and he's been—he's. I mean, college is. I mean, we've seen it before, where it's you control so many of the variables and yeah. so much of the schedule of your players that you can't do that with grown men who are making far more money than you. And you know what's interesting is they hired JV Bickerstaff as the associate head coach with a succession plan for him to become the head coach built in. Yeah, have fun with that. Houston had fun with him one year. This is the third time he's been promoted. <laughs> Houston, Houston, Houston. <laughs> that's the only that's the only this reason why the Houston podcast. That's the only reason why I know who Bickerstaff is. Well, his dad is in the his dad, his dad's a yeah. No, I know that. Yeah, yeah, but like I, I just remember him from being the head coach briefly. Um but but it's not even yeah, it's I mean, it's not even about Bickerstaff. Like why would you hire a coach Who's never coached in the NBA and already have to think about a succession plan in place? Like why? If, if, not if, they, a if they were start. if they were hiring uh, Greg Popovich, who also is like sixty five years old, but and they were going to have him bring over one of his assistants as a succession plan, that makes sense. Yeah. Because Greg Popovich is an NBA lifer who's won obviously he's won five championships. Yeah. He's a Hall of Famer, first ballot, uh, coaches the USA. Like he's. He's a guy you want to make a succession. Like you want to do do that extra step and be like, okay, we're willing to bring you in, knowing that you're not like even if things go well, you're not going to be here long term. Right. Why would you do that with somebody who's never coached in the NBA, who's not proven? Yeah, I. Have, but there is no. That's Dan Gilbert. That. He tried to do it with Tom Izzo ten years ago. Yeah, I forgot about that. And. He also tried to get John Calipari. He tried to get Bill Self. I don't know what it is with Dan Gilbert in college. Like this isn't the NFL where college head coaches can come in and have like success if they're young and can adapt and can relate to NBA players and their age. Sure, Brad Stevens, yeah, Brad Stevens and uh, Donovan. Bill, Billy Donovan wasn't that. He was maybe fifty when he yeah. took over the Thunder. But yeah, not good. Not good at all. And then the Cavs are going to keep John Beeline in the organization with a different role. Yeah, what that is was going weird. on? That was, see, Wait, that was really? weird. Yes. Yeah. I hadn't heard that. that. Yes. To me, that was probably the weirdest aspect. So he's stepping away. Right. He left a lot of money on the table. He's stepping away. The players hate him. Yeah. But they're going to keep him in the organization. If, if the players don't like somebody and you're going to like like talk about removing him as coach... Why would you keep him around and keep that negative like energy Probably most around of his the organization? Not going to be around for much longer. Well, Kevin, I mean, the fact that Kevin Love is still on the roster is a mystery. Tristan Thompson's yeah. not going to be a cap for well, much longer. Well, I mean, that's 
the fact that I mean, Kevin Love's still on the roster because they signed him with that ridiculous contract. We're never going to be able to trade him because of that deal. No. Um, Delhi is still on the books, but. Yeah, he'll be. Cool. I think he's a free agent, I think. I think he, maybe one more. Yeah, I don't know. Jetty just got paid, which is hilarious. Um, <laughs> um, we, I don't know. Like, in my I, mind, this team is... You don't hot. trash Chetty season. Right? I like, this is get Chetty, out of here. This is a Chetty Osman stan podcast, okay? <laughs> Listen, we don't I, tolerate I, that talk. I stan Chetty Osman. I like Jetty, but the fact... Like, that contract is... Not, not the point. I don't know. This team, In my mind, this team is Colin Sexton, Kevin Porter Jr., um, who might The other guy. Oh, my God. A Garland. Uh, Garland, thank you. Like that. Other than that, bye everybody. And then bye. <laughs> like I mean, who else is worth keeping around? I would like to see Drummond pick up his option. Larry Nance. Larry Nance. Yeah. I like Larry. But even Larry Nance, I mean, take him or leave him. He's yeah. the, whatever. We'll probably trade him at the next deadline. Yeah. To a contender. So, yeah, uh, it's uh, it's it's bad. It's real bad. And that's why I wanted to ask a question about the poll question because it's. I mean. It's, yeah, let's talk about it. Let's, let's go back to that. <laughs> it's it's real bad right now. I, I mean, even the Browns couldn't get their jerseys right, though, man. Like hey, that was a joke. Hey, hey like, the new ones are coming out in a month. <laughs> sorry, hey, I'm sorry. The new ones are coming out in a month. Back in. Hey, yeah, speaking of jerseys, the Cavs jerseys suck too. So See, let's I not disagree. go there. I like them this year. No, I I like them. I like the black jersey. That's it. No, I don't. The one with the sleeves? No, no. Oh, the yeah. black Nike jersey. Yeah, that's all right. Yeah, I like um, no, but the navy one with the hardwood. Uh, no, that that one's fine. I'm talking like like they're they're standard the white oh, and white yeah, and yeah. I they're average. Yeah, yeah. I don't I don't love. I don't them. like them. I like the old ones they had in the mm-hmm. when LeBron came back the first yeah. like the first half. Of <laughs> yeah, but all right. So yeah, that's gonna end that section because uh, yeah, I don't know what to do. I don't know what to do. Quite the episode we have here. Yeah. Yeah. Really what, what time are we at? Hour 20. Yikes. Oh, hey, Jimmy, what happened? Huh? CLE. You do anything? Oh. You had a hot date this weekend. Oh, I was in Cincinnati. <laughs> oh, yeah. so okay. we're not going to talk, won't talk about, about it. <laughs> <laughs> this is not Jimmy in the Cincinnati. Yeah, yeah right. you're right. Jimmy just, in just the like Cincinnati. Just like Houston podcast. <laughs> Jimmy wants it to be. He's Somebody say August, Houston. Jordan, when I bring Houston up, I know literally nothing about it, <laughs> about what's going on. Yeah. I know there's some cheating, and that's about it. <laughs> Just All right. Um, let's, uh, Jordan. You want to talk about uh, some reviews? Yeah. And some news. Some news. Some mostly, booms. mostly news. Yeah. What do we got? <clears throat> so, uh, old-fashioned hot dogs on Lorraine to close after 92 years. That sucks. Have you been there, Jen? No, I haven't. No, you haven't either. Has anyone but me been there? Why? What Uh, is going on? I I went there a long time ago. So, I have some thoughts on that. And I'll wrap up. You'll see it. I'll I'll, I'll address that in a second. Um, So, specifically, Old Fashioned Hot Dogs is closing because some developer bought the building. And they're going to tear it down and build apartments. Which, I don't know where these people are that can afford these apartments. But more apartments will come. Um... It's an iconic place. I mean, it's literally been around for 92 years. It was founded in 1928 by Greek immigrant. I'm going to probably butcher his name. Emmanuel Mike Vasilo, I think. That's how you pronounce it. (laughs) (laughs) Big Greek guy over there. Put some respect on his name. Jimmy's offended. Vasilo, I believe. Vasilo. Yeah. Anyways, apparently, this is a fun fact that from Cleveland scene, credit where credit's due, they reported that apparently he actually, the original owner, who's obviously... He's been long dead, but uh, apparently he hated hot dogs, 
tried it one time, <laughs> spat it out, but decided to build his empire on deli meat and hot dogs because he saw an opportunity there when he came to America, which is fascinating. Hmm. I feel like that's like that is about as like kind of like Willy Wonka, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I feel like, <laughs> you want to eat candy, the Johnny Depp you know, version? You know, you know Isn't that, that right? Reminds me of like the drug dealers that don't don't yes. do drugs but they sell drugs yeah. like that's like that's yeah what, like i want that's you the, to like coke yeah man. i don't i don't do that um so anyhow this is a really cool fact the prices have stayed the same for the most part since the 1970s now we know why they closed yeah well that, no, no i mean yeah, it's but a joke. it was interesting because they addressed this i guess and they said they just had so much volume like hot dogs are cheap like the chili they would sell is cheap and they just there was so much volume I guess the majority of their customers were, were drunk because it's, you know, if you think yeah. about how late they were open. And, oh, yeah. Like um, 2 a.m. chili dog. Yeah. And they decided, that, you know, obviously they could have relocated. I, I think from what I understood, the owner, current owner, one of the current owners is like 67. Like, it sounds like they're just ready to call it a call it a night. It's unfortunate. I'm not a big hot dog guy, but I've been there a couple times. And I got to say, I don't know if it was all the platform beers I had in me or not, but they tasted good. <laughs> so, um, and how many good, beers, you know? Jordan? <laughs> uh, they let's will talk be, about it. Yeah, let's talk about it. They will be closing for good March 29th. So there's still time to go check them out if you haven't already. Uh, it's, it's, it's hot dogs, onions, and chili. Like, that's what you get. But they're cheap, and they're, it's a great drunk snack for sure. Um, I wanted to bounce on some more positive news. So you mentioned you know, all these places shutting down, and it's true. And I feel like it's just the industry, unfortunately. That's just how it is. There are a lot of places that are coming up, though. So that kind of gives me something to look forward to. Yeah, we heard a greenhouse where this, the hot dog place and a few other places are shutting down, and it's unfortunate. But... There are some new places coming up, and I'm really excited about it. Uh, Dan found one uh, news story, a new place called Freddy's. It's a Philly cheesesteak spot. Oh. It's now open in Tremont. So y'all mentioned Tremont. Yeah. So next time you're there, maybe check it out. It's formerly, it is a storefront formerly known as Sesame and Soy on 2170B Professor. I think I know where this is. I vaguely remember a place called that in Tremont. Um, Anyhow, they specialize in Philly sandwiches, so Philly cheesesteaks, and dirty fries, which I've never heard that term before. I guess it's a Philadelphia thing, where they put, like, cheesesteak meat on fries. So, yeah, I'm, the same idea as, like, loaded fries. I'm hoping to go there soon. Uh, yeah. I've already started talking to uh, Steve. His dad is born and raised in Philly. So Big his Philly dad, fan, like, too. anytime he hears about, a new, like, a new place to get a cheesesteak around here, he gets to try it. Yeah, and he's, so, and he's anti cheese whiz, by the way. Oh, I can imagine. Okay. Yeah, he's, so he's I'm divisive in the cheesesteak. Yeah. So he I, says that's nonsense. <laughs> I, you know, I, I don't know much about cheesesteaks. I've I've only started eating them recently. I I had a truck once uh, near my work. They have like truck days in the summer, and I I was just I couldn't decide where to eat. And this one of the dudes who ran the truck was like, "Come here, it's the best cheesesteak in Cleveland." And I was like, "All right, sounds good." I, it was good, but I don't know like what to compare it to. I've never yeah. been to Philly. I've driven through Philly, but I've never like ate a Philly cheese. Gone to Gino's or yeah, Pat's exactly. or any so, of the other places. So I am not here to you know say this is going to be some amazing. I don't know, yeah. but we'll see. We'll see. I would Another love option. to try it. And I know what I'm a firm. New- you know, I'm a firm believer in just because you live in a city that's not known for an iconic food doesn't mean that city can't have a really good version of that iconic sure. food. Harlow's is a great example. Il Rion is a great example. La, um, uh, 
La Plaza. Papa John's. Or, uh, I'm sorry. Whatever, um, Taco Bell. Yeah, Papa John's, yes. Yeah, Taco Bell, yeah. Um, you so know, yeah, Cleveland's got a great Popeye's chicken sandwich. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so that's that's kind of something to look forward to, and it's good to see new business. I wonder if the uh, owners of this Freddy's Place are, have Philly ties. That's something I would love to know, you know? Because if so, then that's even really, that's even more cool, because, you know, yeah. Well, hopefully exactly. they like their product, too. Yeah, 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 yeah. right. <laughs> oh, yeah, so hopefully they eat yeah, it. Right. <laughs> All right, so another cool uh, fun fact. Um, there's yeah, a this pop-up, is, this is pretty cool. pop-up food stand called The Waffle Bar. They have been frequenting an opening shop in Bookhouse Brewing. Oh. Uh, brewery, or Bookhouse Brewery. They were company. at um, uh, Funkin' Ship a lot, too. Yes, Funkin' Ship is another okay. one of their patrons. They are now going to be opening a permanent location within Bookhouse Brewing. So this mm-hmm. is cool. Uh, who, if you've ever been to Bookhouse, really different experience. Yeah, I like it in there. It's yeah, fun. it's cool. It's different, but there really wasn't ever any. You know, Dan and me were talking about earlier. There wasn't really any food options, so they now will have that. Um, grand opening is going to be March twenty first. The chef, his name is George. I believe it's Gazdick. Is how you pronounce it. Um, and he's the owner of the of the uh, waffle company or store. And they're called Liege style waffles. I don't oh, know. Liege style, is. yeah. Do you know what that means? What does this mean? Does <laughs> I, have any no idea. I have no idea. Is this like? Is this a fancy way to say Belgian waffle? Probably. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so they're going to be serving sweet, savory, and gluten-free slash vegan options. And they're going to also make on opening opening day, March twenty-one. They're going to have a special beer called Waffle Beer. Rosie makes a I, special beer. <laughs> <laughs> and I guess it's going to be brewed with maple syrup. Which, has oh, anyone had a beer with maple syrup before? Side note. No. So no, I've had yeah. dogfish heads. Uh, I can't remember syrup. what, which ex- I think 90 minute, 90, 90 minute <laughs> IPA or something. Top. Does that have maple in it? Well, there was one I had that, one of the minute IPAs had uh, uh, maple syrup in it. Beer. And it was interesting. So. Can we hear the Kronk impression? No. No. <laughs> uh, no, you will not hear. <laughs> so yeah, that's uh, another thing I'll, I'm just going to touch on briefly because I don't know when we're going to really have it. There's, you know, there's a lot of development going on in Cleveland right now, yeah. which is kind of cool. Stark Enterprises Nucleus building, which has been reduced from the original concept, but it will still be being built. That's going up soon. Um, Sherwin-Williams' new headquarters is going to be coming around around 2023. There's going to be lots of cranes. Yeah, you're going to see a lot <laughs> of cranes. The Beacon yeah. Condos on Euclid Avenue are almost That's over. Sherwin-Williams building is going to be yeah, something to be behold. Uh, Beacon Condos on Euclid Avenue, I believe they're almost done. Lumen at Playhouse Square is almost done. That's that tower in Playhouse Square. Mm-hmm. Ohio City Office and Apartment Complex is going to be two buildings, 10 and 7 stories. This will be replacing that plaza. Next, this is, next to Westside Market. Yeah, the, you know the, the plaza next yeah. to Westside Market? They're tearing that down. This is approved now, so it's good to go. Yep. Uh, there's all kinds of rumors about what it. I, yeah, there's I, already signs up some and stuff of, for it. I read something about it's going to be one of the world's biggest uh, wooden, like modern wooden structures or something. I don't. There's going to be some huh. eco-friendly stuff. Rustic feel. They, that's what they said they're going to be doing. So the Jimmy John's on Euclid reopened <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> after the oh, shooting. There's a new McDonald's. And then finally, there's going to be a new Euclid apartment complex, kind of in between Cleveland State and downtown. Or East Fourth Street area on Euclid. In that stretch, there's going to be a new uh, apartment complex. So, so there's move, a lot. Move in, folks. Yeah. So yeah, whoever has a lot of money to spend, you know what's crazy though? I'm making, I'm, I'm joking, right? But like these apartment complexes are like 
$3,000 apartments in oh, any yeah. other city. So you can live luxuriously in Cleveland for very cheap. Yeah. So. Right. Definitely solving the uh, occupancy issue of yeah. what, being 97, 98% occupied. Right, right, yeah. Don't worry, we're building more. We're definitely, exactly. All right, before we get out of here, uh, let's talk about one of your favorite uh, festivals. Yes. Uh, it's going on on Saturday, which you're not going to. Unfortunately. Not going to get into why, but who cares? Whatever. I'm going. Are y'all going? I'll be there. I think. Bright Winter <laughs> Fest. Oh. Bright Winter. No. Wow. Too cold? <laughs> I have no idea what it is. Oh. Wow. Oh. Okay. Is, is this like, is this, is this EDM? No, 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 no. So no. Bright Winter Fest no. is—it's basically it's an outdoor music and art festival. Um, Although the music, is, in my opinion, it's you secondary. said you're lefty. It's right up your alley. Yeah. <laughs> the, mu- the music is kind of secondary for me because I never really know the band. They're like deep cut indie bands. I mean, I someone I'm sure I'm sure someone is. Like, I don't oh, go. What are you yeah, I don't go about? there. I don't go right. there for the music. Let me put it to you this way: the headliner is Ra Ra Riot. I know, and I know who they are, but I'm, I'm you know, you're not going to say like The Killers or something. Like it's it's going to be like, <laughs> yeah. you know, it wouldn't be free. <laughs> right. It's, oh, it's uh, free. It is free admission. It's, they do encourage they, a donation. Now, but it's one, technically one, free. One major change, you have to claim a ticket, however. And yeah. I believe it's basically oh. unlimited tickets, but you have to go online to claim a ticket. Free. Sounds so. like a lot of work. <laughs> it's free. So what else is happening? It's a lot of work. Yeah, beer platform will be the main beer. They have food trucks. I'm warming. Uh, Mulberries and <laughs> McCarthy's, on. the bars in the area, are going to obviously yeah. be open and, and I w- have I w- a special. I spent a lot of time at Mulberry's uh, yeah. last year during bright winter. It's a good time. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it's it's fun. Um, yeah, that's about it. it. Just go online, maybe check it out. It, right. It's fun. It was it's food trucks probably my favorite festival of the year if it's not too cold. Unfortunately, I think it's going to be in the 40s. Yeah, Saturday, so it shouldn't be terrible. Right Unfortunately, last year and this year, my company's awards banquet is the same night. So I will not be there this year again. Unless we go after. I don't know. Maybe <laughs> no, no, you're not allowed. We'll hold our breath. <laughs> yeah, right. we'll hold Can't our wait breath. to see you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so uh, that's pretty much going to do it. So let's go around the room. And uh, I already talked about, just by talking about that, what I'm doing this weekend. But what's the move for the weekend? So let's go around the table. Talk about weekend plans. Jimmy, you're over there smirking. What do you got? What's your date? Wow. Man. Well, I can't. Um, Who's your date this time? Uh, well, hey, let's not say that on air. <laughs> hey, let's not say that. Let's, I'll edit that right out. <laughs> if you're listening, wow. that's not true. Okay. Um, I work tomorrow. Downtown. Catch me downtown Cleveland tomorrow. I'm not doing anything. I'm going to pass it along right to Ryan. I'm done. Nothing. That's my answer. Bright winter, maybe. No, I'm going to Jordan's banquet. I'm going to crash yeah, this. You can be my guest. I'm going to kidnap you. I need one. a guest. To, huh? You can be a plus one. No, I don't want you. <laughs> Never mind. Just invited. Aww. I was going to kick Teresa out of that slot and everything. Mm. Actually, right, that's guys, my day. Right, what are you guys doing this weekend? Hopefully not. Mo- we just got back from going a bright winter. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. We just got back into town. We were oh, that's right. Florida. Florida. We were in Florida for a week, and so my hope is very little to nothing mm. of just not spending money and relaxing. And, Fair enough. Yeah, I work a little bit tomorrow as well, but it'll be it'll be brief. 
Anything else? Anything in particular? Hang no. out with the dog? Carly? Hang out Carly. with Carly. She's Carly. Shout out, Carl. Shout out if you're listening. I do, I will be attending an orientation though for college now. Uh, I don't know if you... Orientation? Mm, no, it's for a good cause. <laughs> good one. <laughs> it's a college mentorship, all right? Okay. I'm excited for it. All right. But that's it. Pretty much that and nothing else. I don't want to do anything. See you Sunday? Question mark. <laughs> Possibly. For Big Jim? Sunday dinner with Big Jim? Yeah. That should be a segment. Jim cooking it up. Shout out Big Jim. That should be a segment. Jordan, what are you doing? What's Jim cooking this week? We know Saturday. Uh, Friday, I'm not sure. I have no official plans Friday. I think um, one of Teresa's friends is coming into town, so we might hang out with her. But uh, Saturday, uh, nothing really into the evening. Uh, when I have my awards banquet, and then I'll be going out to town after that as well. Hmm. They were we'll getting see. coffee. Asshole. Oh, in the morning. Well, yeah, that's yeah. In the morning, we're uh, meeting at uh, Rising Star. Yeah. Are we? Is that, is that finalized? I thought that was finalized. We'll talk about it. Rising right, Star. We'll talk, about, yeah, it. We'll talk, we'll about, talk about, about it. We'll talk about it. We should go to Loop. Go to Dave and Buster's. <laughs> All right, we're going to Dave and Buster's. Dave and Buster's. Yeah, you go to Loop. You still Laser tag. What's up? Where are we going? Oh yeah, yeah. What's the Loop? Loop. Oh my God. Tonight Loop. Wow. You know what I mean? <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> Wait, what? Real talk, though. What is Loop? <laughs> Loop. It's a coffee shop in Tremont. Yeah, that's what it is. It was on, it was on his list of uh, coffee shops that he wanted to try, and I went the next day, and he got all pissed. Dark roast, if you know what I mean. <laughs> okay, this is, we're slap happy now. It's time to, all right, so that's gonna do it for uh, do it for us. Um, this week, appreciate Ryan and Jen coming on with us. It's yeah. been long overdue, so thank you. Appreciate you Ryan, us. thanks for bringing the beer. Yeah, it was good. Excellent. Was a good Glad you liked it. Uh, where can uh, the fine folks find you guys on the social media? Uh, the social, <laughs> social <laughs> media. Sean Connery. <laughs> the social uh, medias. Twitter, uh, at R underscore Donathan. Jonathan with a D is yep. the last name. And then I think it's the same on Twitter. That should be your Twitter. I've handle. never been asked that. Jonathan before. with a D. Well, <laughs> in our in our story, go look at uh, I tagged Jen oh, and Ryan. I tagged everyone. All right, so. check the stories. Oh, well, never mind. There we go. Jen, real quick, just sure. It's just Jen C L E. So just underscore. Follow him. Jen underscore C L E. Uh, yeah. So you can follow us on social media at the L O T L podcast on all platforms. Thanks for listening to us on SoundCloud. Apple Podcasts or Spotify. Make sure you uh, follow us on there, like it, give us a review, rating, all that good stuff. Check out our website, lotlpodcast.com. And uh, that is going to do it for us. So uh, for Jen, for Ryan, for Jordan, for Jimmy, I'm Dan. You've been listening to Living Off the Land. This has been episode 95, and we will catch you guys next week. See ya. Bye-bye. Bye.